Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Game Time Decisions. Ready for Rich Radio, level two. Big Merce. What's up, Big Merce? Big Merce says, uh, the Wild are coming home after a long West Coast swing. Yeah. They get the Capitals at home tonight. Capitals plus 130 worth a sprinkle, question mark. Normally, I do like betting against teams that return home after road trips. Minnesota, I, I, it's hard to get in front of these guys right now, Gabe. Like, even that game, like, they were in a perfect spot to lose against the Blues, and St. Louis scores early. They just grind back. Like, Minnesota's getting great goaltending. Like, Dubnik stands on his head. They're just a solid team. They got good, good defensemen like Dumba, like guys who can play offense and defense. They're just a very unheralded, underrated team. They're just solid. Like, they have nobody that, like, no, like think about Minnesota Wild. Like, there's no names that will, like, rock your world. They're just a very, very good, like, like, like Grandland. Like, they don't have, like, the superstar power, just above average players, good offensive defensemen, and they're getting great goaltending. It's hard to step in front of them, but Washington at plus 30, uh, yeah, it's worth a look. I love the Leafs tonight, SJ Sharkey and the Oilers, but we'll uh, talk about that stuff in the DFS hour, our best bets. Yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, lighter night in the NBA. Did all right, actually. Yeah. We had, like, uh, our NBA lineup had a lot of points last night. We won a couple of bucks. Um, some nice, nice, nice picks on the DFS hour last night, but we'll get to that after. So Le'Veon Bell uh, decides to uh, bypass $14.5 million uh, this year. And there's going to be a lot of criticism of Le'Veon Bell from the casual fan and the average person. I remember we got into this with Lou, and I'm seeing our main man Lou's already on Twitter calling Le'Veon Bell a fool, and, you know, he screwed up and, you know, all this other type of stuff. But I really don't have a problem with it. I don't, I don't have a problem with Le'Veon Bell did here in the sense that NFL teams screw players over all the time. Like, NFL teams have no – they don't care who you are, what you've done for yep. them. Business. If it's convenient for them, they will do what they need to do. And it's always like, you know, there's like like Ricky Williams when he retired. Like Ricky Williams is some big loser because he didn't want to play in the NFL. Like I don't like, you know, I don't know, man. Like these it's like people like the NFL the NFL has sort of made a they get away with what they do because players players like so many people need to be pulled away. You know what I mean? Like, they'll stay until they're told to leave. Like, they'll get, it's like a party, man. They just keep staying and staying and staying, and it's finally like, all right, you got to go, bro. Like, you're waking up. You wake up, and they're on your couch. I'm with you. And look at guys like Barry Sanders. So, like, they 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 left early. guys that leave. Yep. Yeah, like a guy that leaves early, you know, like, oh, he's an idiot. He's leaving this money on the table. He wants to walk. There's no law that says that you need to be, like, you know, dragged away over your dead body. With, the, with these teams. So, you know, Le'Veon Bell, you know, and Le- I think Le'Veon Bell learned a lesson, though, this year. 
And I think his lesson, one of the lessons that, that he learned, well, he should have seen this coming. And, you know, my deal with Le'Veon Bell, it's weird because he did have a contract with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it's not like the Steelers were screwing him. They were going to pay him $14.5 million, which is a hell of a lot of money to pay a running back. So it's not like the Steelers were screwing him, but in his mind, and, you know, I'm just saying this is why Le'Veon Bell did what he did. He looks at it like, you guys you guys like me, but not enough to give me another contract extension. And I'm only 26 years old. And you're going to run my ass into the ground right now, and I know you're not re-signing me. Right? So that was his deal. You're going to use me, and you guys don't even want me in the long run. So he sort of felt like sort of betrayed from the Minnesota. So I don't know if some, if you're getting $14.5 million, you can feel betrayed. From the Steelers' perspective, it's like, hey, listen, you have a contract with us. You know, yep. you should have played this year. But I blame the Steelers more than anything. I mean, they let it get this far, Ken. That, you know, like they they weren't going to pay him. That was the whole that's, thing. Like that's, he was the, right. that's the thing. Like because he most knew people, ultimately you won't pay me. And I'm not going to get banged up for you and then hurt my, what if I get hurt or I'm going to, you know, my market value gets decreased because you're going to give me the ball. And that was another thing, guys. He got the ball last year, Cam, like 120 times more than anyone in the NFL. Oh, I know. Like they really did run his ass into the ground, right? And he knows this. And he was almost resentful of it. That, you know, it's a little crazy, guys. You give me the ball 400 times a year, right? But at the same point in time, I'm sure he liked that when he was racking up his stats before. So it, I understand the argument on both sides, but I think Le'Veon Bell also realizes that the other players don't care, that the NFL players don't stick together. They won't stick together, and they won't in 2020 or 21 when, they, when this stuff comes up and in the CBA and all that. They'll, they'll fold. They're not bright. Like, the NFL PA sucks. You have Le'Veon Bell who is standing up and trying to get more money. It, it would have been more productive for the Pittsburgh Steelers players collectively to say, you know what, I don't know why we can't pay this guy. He's, a, he's the best running back in the NFL. You know, Pittsburgh Steelers, we know we make money. Steeler team makes money. But instead, what happened? All the players on the team basically said he's selfish. He makes more than I do anyways. Like, the old conquer and divide work, Ken. You know what I mean? Like, the Pittsburgh Steelers, other employees were on the management side. Like, it's very rare that other workers will be on management's side, but nobody really had Le'Veon. Who had Le'Veon Bell's back in this? Who? Like, the only one was Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. And we see Antonio Brown's a psychopath, essentially, now. Right? So, Antonio Brown was the only one on the Steelers that ever said, you know, he used to tweet pictures, I love you, bro, and I got your back, and stuff like that. But, like, the Steelers players, for the most part, attacked Le'Veon Bell. Like, he's, you know, and... I don't know. I mean, do the Steelers want to pretend this is how we got into it, Lou? Do the Steelers want to pretend that this is a team and this is a sport and all this, or do they want to be realistic and say it's a business? Like, what is it, Cam? Like, when you you played on your – what high school team did you play for? Woodlands. Yeah, Woodlands. So you had the back of your teammates, right? Yeah, for sure. We were, I, mean, I, like, was a, I was the, I was the kicker too, Gabe, because I used to play soccer when I was younger. Yeah, I missed a big kick at the end of the season. It was a forty-two yarder. They they didn't get mad at me. He stuck by me. Yeah, I, like I, you, I, but I, you, yeah. you, you were you guys were a team. You know, yeah, same sure with we me. When I played friends. hockey, when I played hockey, there were a lot of kids on my team. Like we were from very different, like very different, yeah, and like social circles. Some of us did not get along, like in high school and stuff. Yep, but. 
it would be you just give them the nod in the hallway. It's like a private club, you know what I mean? It was like, yeah, yeah, we don't need to talk during the week or whatever that much, but we got business tonight, you know what I mean? And it's funny, one of the kids on my team turned out to be a cop after. And once I was drinking in a park, and that bond got me off. Like, he drove in, he was like, hey, 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 hey how you doing? Hey, Marenzi, what's up? Like, yeah, yeah, he was like, hey. Day, day he, was, hey. he was like, yeah, he, he said, we had some great times, didn't we? Uh, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, that no, was, so you have that bond. Like, the Steelers don't have that. Yeah. It's no pro sports, dude. No, it's no, like, you, whatever, you're on the team for a year, and you're in another city after. It is what it is. Like, I get it. The Pittsburgh Steelers is a popular brand. The Steeler organization, I get it. The players are a little tighter there than some other teams. But don't give me this crap about he left the team down and stuff. He needs to think about himself in the same way that the Pittsburgh Steeler organization can think about themselves. And Le'Veon Bell played this to the exact word of the CBA. You know what I mean? He, he was within his rights to do this. Was, he, was it a cool thing he did? No. But it was within his legal NFL rights to do this in the same way it was in the Pittsburgh Steelers' NFL rights not to want to give him an extension. This is a case in which it just, hey, it didn't work out for either side here. And, you know, but if I'm Pittsburgh and I look at this in the long haul, you really screwed up. Like, you got nothing back, right? Like, you got nothing out of this. It was an distraction this year, and you get nothing in return for Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, no, that's the thing. And you know with big players, too, you never let it get this far. If you have a star guy on your team, you never wait till the end. You sign exactly. him to an extension before. Everybody does it. You do it with all Dude, star every players, star guy. Star players have thin skin, bro. Yeah, right? Fit. If yeah. I was a star like player, divas, especially way. wide receivers. Yeah. Wide receivers, yes. Yeah. And right running backs, backs and Le'Veon Bell. Yep. Exactly. Le'Veon Bell's gonna say, These guys, if they really liked me, they would they we wouldn't be here right now. Like, you know what I mean? Like you notice you know, most of the time, it, this only happens later in your career. You know, like you jump up ahead of the curve a year before the contract's up. That's what you do. Like in the NBA, that's what they try to do, right? They're like, listen, we don't want this to go to free agency because it's going to just create a lot of problems. But the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'll reiterate, guys, they never had any intention of ever re-signing Le'Veon Bell. He knew that. He called their bluff. Simple as that. The Steelers didn't want him. He said, all right, you don't get me now if you don't want me next year. That's the way this thing sort of played out. Yeah, it's and I, it's just it, it's interesting, though. The Steelers are very, very lucky that James Conner turned out to be the back that he did. Like, it's just it's just one of those things. It just where you said it on the negative side. They don't get anything for him. But, but you honestly, can't predict, Cam, you can't always, you can't predict that guy like you knew Connor in college. It's always he was OK. It's always okay. it's always worked out for them like this for some yes. reason. Yeah, I don't know what it is. They got like, I remember they were. I remember they were like, "We're not paying Mike Wallace money." Like Mike Wallace used to be really good with the Pittsburgh Steelers. People don't realize this, but like, you know, he sort of yeah, faded away. But he was like a star wide receiver. He was freaking good, and he wanted big money. And they were like, "No, no, no, we're not giving you big money." And boom, we got Antonio Brown now. And Antonio Brown takes over, becomes this big star. Um, like you know, they've from Jerome Bettis. You know, there's. The Barry Foster, you go like over just over the years, yeah. they've had like the, the Steelers are tight. Their, 
the bottom line with the argument is they're tight. They never want to pay full market value. They they think no. they can get away with it. It's kind of like we're the Steelers. You know, look at the look at the Terry. Bradshaw, yeah, they they Franco look at Harris. it. They look at they it look like at you're it, lucky like the Canadians. to play for them. They look at it like yeah. the Montreal Canadiens do back in the day. It's like well, they're looking at it like you're jersey, lucky. Yeah, yeah, you're, they're looking yeah. at it like you're lucky to be that. You're lucky they welcomed you into the silver this organization. Yeah, it's like a private yeah. club. Yeah. They now, think the thing kind of is, both club. the players do like Rooney. I mean, the, the Steelers yeah. do have a very good reputation, right? Yes, they do. But they also yes. have a reputation of being kind or of being frugal. tight. They're tight. Yeah, exactly. They are frugal. They never want to pay. They never want to pay top dollar. They, they let the situation. They're just. They're very, very lucky. You said it. Every time they've called somebody's bluff or been in an argument with a player, they've won in the end. It's. Uh, it doesn't work. That it doesn't work out like that all the time. But hey, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, what are you going to do, Gabe? It's going to be interesting to see Bell next year. I know a lot of people are going to avoid him. I might take a different approach. I think he's going to be absolutely pissed, foaming at the mouth. And uh, if he's in the right situation, I'll draft him pretty high in uh, my fantasy draft. Well, that's the he's whole gonna, thing, he's gonna, though. He's going to be an animal, don't you think? Well, it depends on what team he's on. Like, it could be a situation sort of like LaShawn McCoy with the Bills. Yeah. Well, LaShawn I mean, McCoy where... was a great fantasy back, Gabe. He was their only uh, – like, he – I, he's won me fantasy titles before. It's a little bit different no, you're right. now that the offense is that bad. But McCoy was a money in the bank. This year it's a little bit different. He had one, a couple good games, especially against the Jets last week. But LaShawn McCoy was a fantasy stud. And I think Le'Veon Bell is the type of guy he can even go to a shittier team and uh, still put up very, very good numbers. Yeah, but it's just, I don't know, man. I really do want, I know he's really good. And I don't, you know, it's not like he's going to disappear and he's going to fade. But I really do wonder about the system. Uh, that he's in and, you know, what he's going to be able to do on, on just an average football team. Like, you see, Saquon Barkley's a great running back, but if you got a bad line and there's no creativity in your offense, you know, you're going to be kind of screwed. Question is, where does he end up? I mean, he lives in Miami, right? So that's sort of the big, the Miami it Dolphins, makes, the Miami Dolphins, sense. the Miami Dolphins. Gore's so old, Kenyon Drake, yeah, so Miami makes a lot of sense. If you go sense. down the list of teams, let's go through the list of teams, so... The New England Patriots, you never say never with these guys about anything. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, yeah. I'm like we'll go through each team. Still, I look at the Patriots, but, and, yeah. yeah. And the Patriots, it's too much money for them. They're more into the star player that no one else wants, the malcontent. You know what I mean? They're not, they're not going to put the money out. Um, the Buffalo Bills, it's just uh, they have LaShawn McCoy still. It doesn't make sense. Like I'm not saying the Bills. I got one. Do something I got like one that. for you. I got one for you. The Raiders. Well, I'm still. We're going by each team, Cam. Here in each division. Oh, okay. Here. Oh, okay. Sorry. That's just, yeah. That team popped in my head. <laughs> well, no. Why the Raiders? Why would the Raiders sign someone? They're tanking. I'm just no, but I'm just the, saying, Ra- the Raiders. The, the Raiders are in the middle of a tank job. Like they don't want. They are in the they are in the middle of a tank job. But the thing is, in a couple of years, they're going to be in Vegas, right? Bell had a season where he yeah, didn't play. Yeah, but by the time you got Marshawn Lynch and, and Doug Martin, they like their running back situation's a joke. Lynch is going to be retiring. By the time they get to Vegas, by the time they get to Vegas, Le'Veon Bell will be thirty years old. Twenty? How many years to? What is he? Twenty six now? So would he be twenty nine? He's going on twenty seven type thing. Yeah, yeah. Raiders. The Raiders aren't happening. The Raiders aren't happening. Um, so, like, look at each team here in order. Um, New England, nah, probably not. Uh, Miami Dolphins are the big, the front runner in the AFC East, and you know the New York Jets. The Jets, the Jets would make sense actually for the Jets to do this. 
got so you know, the problems. Jets. <laughs> it's just... Well, the thing is with the Jets is they just don't, and they never have, they don't have the star power that the New York Giants have. Like, basically, if you want to be relevant, like, if you if you actually care, like, that's, the, that's what I'm saying. Like, if the Jets care about trying to be relevant, then Le'Veon Bell's an option for them. Like, they could sell Le'Veon Bell jerseys. People would get excited oh, about sure. the Jets with Le'Veon Bell. You know, like, the Giants might blow, but there's a reason to go to their games. You know, they have Odell Beckham. They have Saquon Barkley. You know, they have Evan Ingram. They have, like, skill and star players that people will pay money to see and people will buy merchandise of. You know, are you buying? who's buying a Quincy Anuwa jersey? They don't even make them. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> He's the best. That's the thing. I was, was going to say, it's not going to happen with the Jets, buddy, because running backs, the least of their problems, even though their backs are horrible, that receiving core is a joke. Well, the Jets, yeah, the Jets just don't have anything. If you have no wide receivers, it wouldn't hurt to have a good running back. Yeah, that's true. Right? So the Jet, I, I think the, the Dolphins and the Jets are in the mix. Uh, Cincinnati, no. Nope. Baltimore would shock me. Uh, no. Cleveland, Cleveland. No, they got Chubb. The Houston Texans are interesting. Texans have shown that they're willing to spend money. Lamar Miller's better, but Bell's an upgrade. The the Titans? I know it's not going to happen with the Titans. Uh, Indianapolis Colts would be interesting, actually. Yep. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Yeah. Wow. You're really hard on Rutgers there, Gabe. <laughs> There's some nice people who go to Rutgers, just some punks too. Yeah, I'm not so sure. Are there nice people who go to Rutgers? Yeah. Great place Western, to rob, apparently. <laughs> Western Michigan and Ball State playing at 6 o'clock, actually. This game Good goes call, off yeah. in about half an hour. So I just found odds on Le'Veon Bell for 2019. So guess who the favorite is, where he's going to go. These are the betting odds from uh, Odd Shark. Le'Veon Bell, I'll say the Dolphins yeah. are the favorite. Nope, they're not even on the list. They have the New York Jets at plus 300. Oakland is second, as I uh, what I said, plus 500. Tampa Bay plus 700. Philly plus 700. Green Bay Tampa plus 750. Uh, here it San is, Francisco yeah, yeah. plus 9. Indy 9. Baltimore 9. Houston 12. Seattle 16. How the hell? How the hell are the Miami Dolphins not on this? Yeah, list? And, no, the best is they have Pittsburgh <laughs> on the list. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I, I, I still think the Raiders make sense, even though they're tanking this year. Jets, will yeah. Go so the there? odds, Tampa Bay is very interesting too. Tampa Bay, I agree, is very interesting. They, they need it back. The Eagles as well. There's, there's going to be some teams yep. interested for sure. Um, yeah, the New York Jets, three one favorites. I, uh, the Jets are a weird organization and. If Le'Veon has a choice, I'm not sure it's like the Jets aren't like at the top of the list to play. The Raiders at five to one, I think, is a ridiculous premise, just because 
they're they're in tank mode. Like, has anyone paid attention to them this year? Like, they're trying to lose. Like, they're actively trying to lose. And by the time they get to Vegas, Le'Veon Bell will be, you know, 29, 30 years old. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles, legitimate. You know, I think the Eagles, I, I can see the Eagles being in the mix uh, here. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that is intriguing, Cam. The Bucks, you know, I, I could. The Bucks are pretty cheap, though. The Green Bay Packers, that's not happening. I know they got Jones and Williams. No, I, I agree there. San Francisco, Brady's yeah, pretty San good. Francisco, San Francisco, I think is is something to take a look at. You know, wouldn't shock me. And then you got these other teams actually. Baltimore nine to one. You know, it'd be a good way to stick it to Pittsburgh. Um, yes, and, you know, yes, I, yeah. And Collins fumbles too much. Alex Collins. He's not like, that good, bro. He's no, not that's that the thing. Hey, buddy, I'm a Seahawks fan. Why do you think they got rid of him? Like, you know what I mean? They Like, Alex Collins was like our fourth, fifth string running back. Like, the fact that he's a, a lead back for Baltimore, sure, he's quick and shifty. He fumbles all the time. Like, how many times am I watching this guy? Like, he, he's yeah, not very, Kemp, very good with the ball. A, there's a reason why, exactly. He's a lead back on a team that's, what, four and five now? <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? exactly. No, like, he's, he's not be, that good. He's yeah, not good. Like, yeah, he's, he's just. Fantasy like, people liked him and overhyped yeah. him a bit. I Reality? fell for it, too. Yeah. He's an average running back. Like, he's he's an av- He's just another NFL guy. You know, that's just, that's just who he is. Um, so, the Ravens, the Ravens could be interesting. The Indianapolis Colts, that'd be scary. Like, having him out of the backfield with Luck and T.Y. Hilton and these you know, the younger receivers that they got going on now. Yeah, in Indy. And, and their offense is already good this year, Gabe. You've seen how many points they put up. Like, they're really clicking. You get a real running game, too, Mac. But, yeah, because Mac's not, a like, an every down. Like, he he, he can be, but he, I don't really think he is. He's more that, that guy, you know what I mean? You could chuck it to him in the backfield. He does some good things. Durability is a question mark. But, yeah, like a, bit, like a back like Bell there, oh, man. With that offense, Indianapolis is starting to get a little bit scary. The Houston, um, the Houston Texans would be an intriguing place yep. for him 12, too. But twelve to one, you have to wonder about um, about the salary cap with the Texans. Yeah, they got. A they lot seem of stars. to spend. Yeah, they spend a lot of money on a lot of guys. You know, what I mean, like Lamar Miller makes a lot of money. Deshaun Watson doesn't though. Hopkins makes big money. Miller makes big money. J.J. Watt makes, uh, Watt makes really money. big money. Clowney. Uh, Clowney makes money. Like, they've got a lot of guys. Merciless makes, like, they've got guys uh, in, the, yeah. the, in the secondary that make money. Like, that's the, the the Texans. That's why the Texans owners get mad because they basically have, they spend money. Like, the Texans are cheap. You know what I mean? Like, the Texans will spend money on free agents. That's why I'm stating that Le'Veon Bell Le'Veon Bell would be in the mix for the Texans. It's like, I'm sure the ownership group has sort of brought it up and said, all right, like, are we going to consider this? You know what I mean? Like, they've they've got money, too. Like, the, the Texans have the infrastructure to pull it off, but then the cap issues could be a little bit of an issue. Big time. Yeah, you said it. That's the thing that people don't know with the Texans, you, and you brought up the point. You look at the team, yeah, they're secondary. Like, yeah, they, they've paid full value for all these guys yeah they don't have a lot of wiggle room there Gabe that's the problem that's it'd be tough they'd have to put a package together do so I, I don't know what I don't know what they do like it's I don't think they I don't think they can even the creative uh creative bookkeeping can get them there you know what it they is though? a lot it's of guys basically, it's like DFS this stuff though constructing this stuff with the salary caps right yeah and there's luxury taxes and stuff you can really go over to you can go over a bit if you really want to um but the new thing is is you have a young quarterback who isn't making any money 
and you can surround him with, like, big, big-time talent. And Deshaun Watson doesn't make any money, Cam. Like, that's, you know, like he... He's still on his his, uh, first deal. He makes like $150,000 a year, bro. Like, you're getting an elite quarterback, like a low DFS price. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not paying anything for Deshaun. So, yeah, like, yeah, we pay a lot of other guys, but most, you know, we're going to have to pay Deshaun $20 million a year in a couple of years. Right now, we're paying him less than $1 million a year. Like, you need to take advantage of this and surround him with talent now when you can afford it. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. you got to get him while he's young. Before, yeah, and, and you know, once he gets on a team, they're gonna, they're, they're. It's kind of like a toy car, car, right? You want to take it out for, you want to take him out for a spin. You're not gonna keep him in the garage like this guy. Well, otherwise, you sort of get, yeah, otherwise you sort of get into like what Russell Wilson is, where it's like, yeah, you get you, you're making twenty two million dollars a year, Russell, but we don't have any money to pay anyone else anymore. Well, take a look at the running back situation. That's why, right? From Sean Alexander has been running back by committee, right? That's that's the thing that all their money's tied up there. Be nice if they got another guy on the offensive line, but that's a story for another day. Money management is big in the NFL, for sure. Like it, uh, it it really is oh, big time. You got to you you got to hire a guy who does just money, like break down everything. It is. Cap, it's like capologists. Yeah, it really, really, really. I know it all. I know in all sports, in all sports, it is. But you know, when you're paying the quarterback twenty five mil and a couple other players, like you really can't screw things up. Like, the Buffalo Bills are a classic example of that. Like, they're the worst, dude. Like, they're – it's basically like they went to Canisius or something. Like, I don't know who their capologist is. Like, I would do a better job, but I'm one of the worst people in the world with, like, uh, finance stuff. Like, they don't – like, if you look, it's like – it's a mess, dude. Like, they, they, they're they screwed. Like, their Bills pay players that aren't there anymore. They overpay people. They, they sign people. They cut people. Like, they make things more complicated. Like, if you didn't want, like, why would you bring in A.J. McCarron and then get rid of him right away? You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Like that was they just do all these, yeah. yeah, like, they do a lot of things. They do a lot of things that affects them, like their cap. It's sort of like bad bets, and then they got to pay for it a week later. You know what I'm saying? Like, they do a lot of just little moves that don't appear like much at the time. But then you realize after, it's like, oh, no, but now, now they're on the hook here for this guy. And, no, no, now they can't afford that because they went over the limit already. Like, like, basically, the, the, the Bills are, like, nearly capped out, Cam. Like, where are their stars? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good like, who point. who do they have? Like, how are you nearly capped out? Like, how did, how did you manage to do this? Like, the Bills are paying, like, multiple coaches still. Like, they're just, they like, look, remember, dude, remember Marone? Marone basically yeah, Marone. said, yeah, not only am I leaving, but look, read my contract. You have to pay me $5 million because I'm leaving. I have, like, a buyout out, like, like they get played all the time, bro. Are like, they? Are they still paying? Are they still pay, paying Rex Ryan? Basically. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's yes. That's just, they, yeah, that's stooge move. And you said it. Other than their good young defense, though, yeah, a team like that with like no star power shouldn't be having cap problems. You said it. Horrible money management. It's ridiculous. And the thing is, the thing is with the Bills, they're so poorly managed. Like that's that's why they're bad. Like it really is one of the fundamental reasons why they're bad in that, like they don't they don't really have any star players yet. They're up against the cap all the time. They don't really have any money, and because they're just these like they're the king of like tweeners. You know what I mean? They're just the king of spending money like foolishly, and then sort of screwing themselves after the fact. But the worst part is, is any time that a guy gets good, he just leaves. 
You know what I mean? Like Gilmore just left. And I, I don't even blame him. Yeah. I used to get mad at these guys leaving. But why would you stay? Right? Like the track record is basically if I stay here, I'm just going to lose. And I won't even make that much money. I'm better off just leaving. So, like, that's what I'm worried about. Like, we, draft, we drafted that stud Edmonds kid out of Virginia he's Tech. The, they'll keep him around. You, you, he's really good. Yeah, but no, he's, no, no. he's 19 years old. He's 20 years old. So he'll be a free agent, Cam, essentially, in like three, four years. Four years. What, five. When he's 25 years old, he's going to be a free agent. And he's going to go, you know what, man? I've been with the Bills for five years. It sucks. And I'm going to get big money. I'm going to go sign with the Cowboys. Like the Bills are just like uh, their, their, their management style is really a major problem for them. They're a poorly managed football team. Yeah, that guy's got to stick around, though, because like that's that's your that's your future. When you look at the Buffalo Bills, the story of their defense this year is something of legend because the offense has been that bad, Gabe. It's even more impressive to me. How many three and outs? How many horrible games? Like They had nothing other than the game in Minnesota. And all, yeah, but it's all a mix sudden, between old guys and young guys. So it doesn't even make sense. Like, they've got guys that are close to retiring. They've got rookies. Yeah, good it's rookies. bizarre. They're very good defense. No, they've got some good young football players. But those good young football players will be on the Patriots in three years. <laughs> yeah, the Patriots like to – they sure like to scoop up the players. Yeah, it's an amazing job. You said it like Gilmore. Right? Yeah. And, and not just to another team in the NFC. Let's go to the Patriots, a team that beats us down twice every year. It's just uh, it's more salt. It's more salt in the wounds. Like well, all Belichick, the teams you wouldn't want them to go to. Yeah, I think we'll, Belichick we'll, we'll basically just sees. Well, you know what? We'll just take their good players. You know I mean, yeah, Chris Hogan. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like he knows. Like all right, this guy's good. He's on their team, but this guy he he doesn't want to be there. He'll leave. Right. So, and uh, they're just they're poorly managed. Like management is so critical in the National Football League. I talk about it all the time. Like coaching is, but the GM is very important. Like here in New York, actually, um, everyone, they want Bowles. You know, Bowles will get fired. He is going to get fired at the end of the year for sure. And Rex Ryan was on local radio, and he was talking about how, like, the GM should get fired too. But the Jets have announced the GM's not getting fired. They basically, I don't know if they gave him an extension, but they're reporting that the GM is safe. And you look at the Jets. The Jets are a pretty poorly managed football team as well, and that's why they're just perennially bad, dude. Like the Jets just do, they just don't do anything. Like they, they don't do anything. They're actually they're actually very similar to the Bills. They're almost like mirror images of each other when you're th- when, when you think about it. They've had a good defense for a while. No wide receivers. The offense stinks. Yeah, it's just it's it's pathetic, man. Yeah, no yeah, wide receivers. They they no skill position players. They overestimate the talent that they have. And you know the thing with the Jets is. You're in New York. Like, you should, you know. That's the thing. Like They just don't care. They just yeah. don't it, it's care. It's crazy. Evidently. Like, when you when you look at New York and you and it's, like, crazy, like, the Jets and Giants being, like, this bad. Hey, kudos. Uh, nice the money line pick last night. Hey, who needed the points? Nice to see the Giants get it done. But, yeah, like, the, like it's hard to see two New York teams pathetic in the same year. Very, very, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I, I don't I'm, I'm with you. I think the Jets are, it's, just, I, I would even say they care less than the Bills. Uh, the Bills are just inept. Now the Bills care. The Bills do they, care. They the try. Bills just they don't try. know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. It's more ineptness. Where the Jets are kind of like meh. Like they know? don't have. They don't have. Um, <laughs> they they don't have. Uh, it's crazy. Like they, they just don't have. They don't have people around. Like the Pagulas are nice people. But they are. It's like man. It's like they go through, like, they need, like, 10 management teams to get the right people. And, unfortunately, I hate to say it, but I, I have zero confidence in this Brandon Bean guy. 
I've lost a lot of confidence in the Bills management team in the last year or so, in which they just, I mean, you had Josh Allen coming into the year. I mean, the Bills managed to have, like, the, 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 the worst quarterbacks in the history of the NFL basically this year with Derek Anderson, um, you know, Nate Peterman. Barkley actually played yeah. well, but it's just it, their quarterback situation's a train wreck. You brought A.J. McCarron in. You let him go right away. Um, you got no veterans. You got a bunch of young quarterbacks. It's just there's no, you know, LaShawn McCoy's getting old. You have no wide receivers. Like, the, the plan is just very twisted. I don't know what the guy's plan is in Buffalo. I, I just don't get what he's trying to do. <laughs> yeah, what, turning former, former quarterbacks into receivers? Logan Thomas? Stuff like well, that, you know. Like, <laughs> he had a good game, but that's the, that's the problem. The Bills well, that's, year, it, that, that's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. It's you crazy. Know I mean, that's, that, that's what I'm saying. And the thing is, even last year, like, they were a playoff team, and they benched their quarterback. Like, they're 5-3 and three at the time. And, yeah. you know, let's bench our quarterback. I know. It's, it's like, insane. It's almost like they're trying to lose. Like, I don't, like I, don't, I don't know what the Bills' vision is. It's like McDermott seems to be satisfied at times that he's, well, you know what, I'm rebuilding. But, dude, you don't get 20 years to rebuild. And I don't really know what you're rebuilding. You had a 9-7 and seven football team. You ran the quarterback out of town. You don't, you know, you don't re-sign anybody. You cut everybody that, you know what I mean? You act like you're Vince Lombardi, and this guy didn't meet this requirement, and that guy didn't meet this requirement, and and what are you? You're a three-win football team now. Yeah. Like, the combination of McDermott and Bean has been less than overwhelming. Uh, I'll tell you that much. Peterman got axed today, too. They released him. Like, think yeah, about the Peterman guys they picked night, up. Yeah, yeah. Pe- yeah, last night. Peterman's gone. He'll get, he'll get picked up somewhere. Yeah, he might. Yeah, it's, like, it's weird. Yeah, you even say it like the little receiving projects, like Terrell Pryor gone. Like, it's just, I don't know what the hell the Bills Yeah, like guys are in, they're out. <laughs> they're out. Like, it's, 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 just, it's like make a, yeah. make a damn decision. Like, you know, that's the thing. And you said it, like you sign these guys, it gets confusing. You know, he, he, play, he plays bad for a week. You put a quarterback from college in the receiver, he has a good game. Then he'll be a ghost for six games. It's just, I'm with you, man. It's just it's just weird. You just look like, at it and go, what the hell why is going did you on? Bring, why did you bring Kelvin Benjamin in? That was like a if, disaster. Like, like, honestly, like, seriously, like, there was a reason why Ron Rivera was like, you want him, take him, man, midseason. Yeah. You want him, and, take him. Hey, and, the, the, minute, the minute Kelvin Benjamin... When Allen said, let's go through the playbook and stuff like that, and he goes, no, I don't want to. I, I, if I was the coach, he's gone. They should have cut him. Yes. They should have cut him. If me, and, if me and you were on the staff and, and Allen comes up to us and goes, hey, man, I wanted to work on some extra stuff with Benjamin. He basically told me to F off. He's done. He, uh, you know what? So, but Kel- so like, that's that. what I'm saying. Like, why'd you, why'd they trade Marcel Darius then? Who was good? Yeah, he was very. That was good. another very move good. they did no, mid season no, last year. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was because a couple late uh, late to meetings. Well, you know, there's a lot. Yeah, so yeah, so late to meetings. But Kevin Benjamin's like fat, out of shape, tells everyone off, doesn't uh, work exactly. out, doesn't want to exactly. work with Allen, but he but he stays. But Marcel Darius is good. Shows up late for a meeting or two, and he's he's gone. You know what I mean? Like the Nate Peterman is terrible, yet he gets start after start. Yeah. You know, like there's no there's no consistency with their decisions. The Buffalo Bills, there there just isn't. Like they're they're a train wreck of an organization. Even though they beat the Jets, <laughs> yeah, you know, they, they, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. But yeah, yeah. like it's just because the yeah. Jets are that useless. Yeah, seven and a half point favorites, losing by thirty one. That's uh, that's the Jets, baby. Yeah, no, the the Bills are weird because you said it. Consistency is the one word when you think about them. Because some weeks they look great. You're like, oh my god. And then, then they'll play sh- six shitty games and then have one. Wow, they look good. Like, it's never together, Gabe. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's nuts. Look at the game they played versus Minnesota, the Jets, and then look at the rest of them. 
All right, we've got college football. Yep, it's going up. Game 20 Kicks minutes. off in about 20 minutes time. Uh, we'll uh, we'll tell you who we like on the other side. Making time decision. Red Heat Great Radio continues on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. $75.99. Game time decisions, ready for great radio. Yeah, we got Western Michigan and Ball State. This game kicks off in about 18 minutes' time. And uh, we're going to jump in here, Cam, on the underdog. The Ball State Cardinal getting nine points on their home field. This is an ugly game, man. The Mac is an ugly conference. (laughs) It's real ugly. (laughs) But... We'll get a little action in on this game. Get the uh, get the night started with some action um, at uh, six o'clock uh, six o'clock Eastern. Yeah, we're gonna see. Actually, maybe you should be rebooting. Um, I get like an echo back. I know it sounds good over the air, but when I talk, I hear everything I say back when I talk to you. Really? Yes, I know because I, I, I hear you, and then uh, yeah, I, I don't. I I look at the board. I look at the levels. I just I I hey, I wish I knew. I wish I knew. I don't understand it. But uh, if it sounds it's actually, good on the air. Yeah, it sounds good on the air, but it's incredibly annoying for me. <laughs> like, no, I get it. I, just, used to, I used to be like that all the time for me, too. No, it's hard when you get the, the double talk. Yeah, it's, it's just it's just constant, on. but, like, I don't know. I guess I got to get used to this stuff where I am used to it, but it just wears on me where it's just it's like constant. Like, nothing ever sounds like there's always something. <laughs> like, oh, you know, like there's all... There's, there's always, there's always going to be something torturing me here, but um, I don't know. Get this George guy on it. Like we'll have to, we'll have to speak to George. Like that's the thing. There's no one there with you either, right? It, this might be a, a, a knob that you need to turn down or something like that. Oh, I checked them all. I know which knobs because uh, when when the board came off, I kept it the exact same way, and I have little markings and everything what works and whatever, and I keep it at those levels. So yeah, I'll, I'll give George a call. I got no idea exactly what it is or something, but uh, you know maybe he's got an answer. Yeah, it's, it sounds like basically like you've got the radio on in the background. Yeah, he, I hate that. It's annoying. When the callers do that, yeah, it's just like smash, smash, smash. Yeah, it's weird. No clue. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I go through three hours a day of this. <laughs> Five days a hey, week. Hey, man, I'm trying the best, you know what I mean? Like, I, I wish I could fix it, but I, I got no IT guy, right? Like, I'm just talking. That's that's the thing. I wish I really wish I knew how to fix oh, it. Oh, it sounds good. You sound clear. You sound, you sound clear. There's, there's no dispute about that, but... It's like a, it's just like, like some sort of like walkie, um, it's like a walkie-talkie effect. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, this one. In, yeah, which, you... in which, in which most sane people would eventually freaking snap, <laughs> right? So, so you're saying you're you're close? 
I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm used to these things. You sort of have to accept them. You know what I mean? Like, what, yeah. what are you going to do? Like, basically, you know, we can't stop the show. Like, this morning on the morning show, like, it was it was, a, it was an effing circus, man. It was like one thing after another. Computers were breaking down. You know, we got guests on in one minute. And, you know, basically, what could I do? I thought, well, either I suck it up or I walk out of the studio. And I'm not going to walk out of the studio, so I better no. suck it up. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing. It's just it's basically you gotta you, you go through it and uh, you know the play is called and you grind, buddy. You grind. But yeah, I'll talk to George if there's uh, something on the board that's a button that we could uh, deal with. Uh, that would be great because I'd love to figure it out too. Yeah, so it's better if you talk actually, so I don't hear the echo. <laughs> so you, yeah, that's the thing, right? Exactly. You got any? Uh, so you? Do yeah. You so I'm, put- I'm telling you. Uh, yeah, I'm telling you. So you got to talk more. So then uh, yeah, I, yeah. I'll get I, less of a headache with dealing with this echo. I, I got it. So you want me to put in this uh, game or not? Uh, you, you want some <laughs> action here, or what's the story? Yeah, you're gonna send me an email, or uh, yeah, it's off at six, right? It's five five forty six right now. Yeah, just put uh, one hundred on Ball State plus nine. Ball State. Yeah, I kind of lean Ball State, too. Uh, and 100, 100 uh, Western Michigan, Ball State over. 57. Over and Ball State. Done. Yeah. Going there yeah. going there right now. Tomorrow night, there's more action. We got Ohio and Buffalo. Well, Buffalo are underdogs at Ohio. They're going to beat Ohio. The Ohio Bobcats suck. Like, they're overrated. Like, they, they win games. They beat bad Mac teams. Like, every year, Frank Solich and the Bobcats are, like, 7 and whatever. They get 7, 8 wins. And they never win big games. The Buffalo Bulls are like a juggernaut this year. They're really, really good. We're getting, we're getting points here. That's, that's attractive tomorrow night. Miami, Ohio at Northern Illinois. That's an ugly ass game. Yeah, that's Northern so Illinois. They, they missed. They messed up. North. They, they, they took care of business last week against Toledo. Toledo, Toledo's a good team. Yeah, now they're a lot. Toledo are kind of down this year. But yeah, you're better than Miami of Ohio. And yes, they are. Why is the line six? Yeah, it's kind of low, see, isn't it? Very low. I would have made that line like nine and a half, ten. It's very fishy. I feel like we're going to get screwed. There's an injury or something on Northern Illinois. We can uh, dig deeper in the Huskies. Maybe they got some injury problems because that line should not be six. No way. And they're, they're the home team, too. So I would have made that line, yeah, like ten. Miami of Ohio? No, come on. Northern Illinois should be at least a nine and a half point favorite of that game. Six seems very low. Very low. So um, there's three games in the National Basketball Association tonight. The Charlotte Hornets, eight-and-a-half-point road favorites in Cleveland. Totals 214-and-a-half. I really don't want to mess with that basketball game. We'll jump in from a DFS perspective in the 6 o'clock hour. But for betting purposes, uh, not much there. Fun game tonight in Denver. But doesn't mean that it's a great game to bet on. The Houston Rockets are improving right now. Then They've got Harden back. Uh, Denver Nuggets laying four and a half, total two fourteen. That's a tough game right there. Very tough game. Slight lean to Denver in the game. Uh, it was a tough game for Denver on the weekend, where uh, Milwaukee came in there and beat them in the in the fourth quarter. It was a real good grind game. The Greek freak went off. I think the Denver Nuggets are probably a little bit uh, angry after that one. Still, Gabe. I know Houston's playing better, but I, I I think Denver should be able to get it done. But yeah, four and a half. If it was a little bit lower. I'd I'd like it a lot more. So yeah, I think I might pass on that one. I like a lot of uh, hockey action tonight. One thing that I've been getting burnt on a lot this year, have been uh, Houston Houston overs. They're under. It's, now. it's been a yeah. It's it's been a problem. Like they're I've taken the over maybe in like four or five Houston Rocket games, and I haven't even come close. 
And it's amazing, too, because they're actually 6-6 six and six, uh, with totals on the year. But I've just been on the wrong side of most of them. I've, had a, I've always had a hard time reading the Houston Rockets with Harden. I really, I really have over the years. It's, I've had problems with this team. Denver are now 9-4 and four after that smoking start. 6-2 and two, uh, at home. Four overs, eight unders, one push on the year. But you look at the Houston Rockets and, um, you know, they're coming off that win against, uh, against uh, Indiana. We were on the wrong side of that game. Yeah. Oh, you bet that you bet that game on. Uh, they've actually uh, got, they, they beat played them twice. Indiana twice. Yeah, yeah they, they beat them on. Twice. They beat they beat them on Sunday as well. And I was talking to Vizy. Yeah, and of course. That one of course, too. I was yeah. on the wrong side. Me I, too. I wasn't on the game too. on Sunday. No, I didn't have it on yeah. Sunday. I was on the wrong side. I had the freaking over two hundred and fifteen points when they played last week, and it was ninety eight ninety four. They didn't go anywhere near it. And now, of course, they, this Sunday they play, and it's one fifteen one oh three. So I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking that this game against De- I got to go back with the over here, Ken. It's too Do low. Two fourteen against the Denver Knicks. Uh, yes, 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 uh, yes. Over. Okay. Hey, you're the boss of your own money and picks, buddy. I just hit the button. You tell me you like it. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm basically I'm, I'm the I'm the I'm the guy who puts it in now. I'm just an inputter. Click, click, click. That's what the we inputter. do. Yeah, I'm the inputter. Two fourteen is low. Very low total in that game. Yeah, it's, it's, it feels kind of fishy because the Nuggets at home, they can usually put up like, you know, a buck 15. Yeah, that total seems like about six, six, seven points too low. Yeah, but uh, the odds makers have been beating me with these totals. Yeah, they're, they're, for they're a couple of these two four teams. They're sharp. These guys are very sharp. They, the Denver they Nuggets at home, the Denver Nuggets at home score 112.9 points yep. per game. Yes. They give up 105 points per game. That would be On the road, the Houston Rockets score 102 points per game, and they give up 102 points per game. That's under 204. Yeah, you see, you see where I'm saying here? Like the, that's the why these numbers. guys they took the algorithms and they put everything in the supercomputer and they came up with 214. So yeah, but one thing I would say about the this is why I kind of like the under here, uh, the over. Excuse me. One thing I would state is. The numbers are a little skewed because of uh, James Harden was out for like four games. Chris Paul was out. They had the suspensions. Harden was injured. It's definitely affected their offensive algorithm here, Cam. Like the the, the Houston Rockets are going to score more than 102 freaking points a game, man. Like they, they just are. Like this, this it, the number's too low. It's just it was the start that they had. They had a few games in which Chris Paul – um, you know, Paul had that suspension, and then it came back. Him and Gordon couldn't hit a shot. Now that Harden is back, I, the numbers are going to start to go up a little bit. Look, they scored 115 in their last game. That's true. Yeah, that's what you have to do, right? When, when the marketplace changes, like you find, you find that trend, right? They're still thinking, uh, hey, this is the early Houston Rockets when they were really struggling. But you said it, the last few games, they look like they're getting their mojo back a bit. It does seem low, Marenzi. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm not going to tell you what to do. Uh, yeah, I would have probably made a total about uh, 221, 220 and a half, like 214. Very low for these teams. Uh, Jokic is averaging 28.5 points per game over the awesome. past two games. Guys, I'm after, uh, after struggling, he was only putting up 5.8 uh, points per game in the first, uh, the previous four games before that. Rockets went 3-0 and against the Nuggets last year and have actually beaten the Denver Nuggets seven straight times. Wow, and they're and they're and they're getting four and a half. Mm. 
Yeah. What do you think about what do you think about this Hawks Golden State game? And you know, funny, you know what's funny, heard. Cam? Normally I'm a nugget guy too. I told people before the year I like, I the, like nuggets, the nuggets and I'm sort of a generally an anti Houston guy when I can be, but I think the Houston Rockets are in the play tonight at plus four and a half. Yeah, it seems like they're being disrespected and they're really starting to turn the corner. The Atlanta Hawks are playing the Warriors in the late game, Gabe. Uh, they almost beat the Lakers, if not for a last-second block there. Minus 12 for Golden State after they lose to the clip joint. I don't know, man. That seems like... Uh, I think the Warriors I, throttle them. I won't be, yeah, I won't be betting the Hawks. That's that's basically what I was going to say. Uh, I don't like the late 12, but, uh, yeah, the Warriors could be the play, especially with all this stuff going on. They might just come out and say, hey, Atlanta, we're going to slap you around and win that game by, like, 28. I think that it actually, I think it's the worst-case scenario for the Atlanta Hawks that the Golden State Warriors got into a fight last night after the game. Exactly. <laughs> like if They're going to they're gonna take out all the, the frustrations yeah, on the Hawks. Like if the, if the Warriors won, if the Warriors won last night, I don't know, maybe they casually, whatever, it's the Atlanta Hawks. And the thing is, the number feels low at 12. I get that Curry's not playing. But the Atlanta Hawks really are that bad, and I don't know. It feels like the number should be 15 and a half, 14 and a half, 15. 12 is kind of reasonable here, to be honest. And Kevin Durant's been going off. With Curry out, Durant goes off big time. Draymond Green's going to have a big game tonight, I would imagine. And just because the Golden State Warriors got into a little bit of a, you know, Durant and Green got into it, and yeah, now there's reports gotten, that it continued into the room after the game. Who cares? Of it did. They <laughs> lost the freaking game after it. That's why exactly. it continued after the game. It's got nothing to do with tonight's line, and if you're getting line value because people think it's going to affect them, I think they're dead wrong. <laughs> they're going to come up. I would actually think of the other way. It's going to inspire them after a fight, get their get the, get their heads together, thinking, come on, guys, we lost to the like Clippers. The Hawks are three. The Hawks are a joke. Yeah. yeah, I know. The Hawks are horrible. They actually, the Lakers were, and the funny thing about that game on Sunday night, the Lakers were, were down early. They came back, Gabe, and were crushing them. And then they just fell asleep. The Hawks just came back. Like, there were points in the game, and the Lakers played like junk, and they were still leading by double digits at a couple points in that game. Yeah, Golden State might win this game by, like, between 25 and 30 points. 12 seems yeah, low. I'm, I'm going to lay the points. I'll, I'm going to fire off an email here to you and uh, get it out to the patrons, yep. and we share the picks with everyone right here on the show uh, as yep. well. But... I'm going to play the first half as well. I'm, I'm going to play the first half as well. Um, minus seven, Golden State, minus seven. You don't even have to send me the email. You could just tell me. Why don't you just tell me what you like? <laughs> you know, yeah, right here, right? That's what I was saying. Yeah, I mean, oh, that, yeah, so, so you like Golden State minus 12, and you wanted to go first half in that game too, correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. Because I think plays, I think uh, the number, I think the numbers plays are go in. up. Yeah, those plays are uh, they're in too. Oh, I also I got more good news for you. Gonna be nice to me uh, with all the bets we've been putting in. We got a twenty dollar bet credit. Would you like to apply it anywhere? Oh, they they finally gave me money again, huh? Yeah, well, as well you should. You put in you put I in know. money like yeah. It's like wow, I'm like twenty bucks. I almost want to say it's a little bit low. How about a fifty dollar bonus, friend? Dude, they used uh, they used to hey, send me twenty dollars on a weekly basis. Every yeah, week. now they're you know what? Every I week that too. I would, uh, sports every books week. are sports books are cheaping out, man. And I've even talked to some local books about it when I was talking to our old boy Jimmy. That's the thing. Like he told me, he's getting a lot of return customers because people that used to get bonuses from books, they're all cheaping out, and a lot of them are going back to their local. I'm telling you, man, like, 
I, I'm with you. Like I've seen your account, and that's your first twenty dollar bet credit. And look at the money that you you put in the account. You should be getting at least, like you know, on my, my bookie, good friend of the station, you get way better bonuses than that. Like these guys here, they gotta they gotta up their game a bit. Twenty bucks for what you've done, not enough for me. It's kind of like at the buffet. No. I need I need I need more. Yeah, but yeah, just accept more. it and just put it in the pile. Okay. <laughs> Use bet credits. Check. Okay. So yeah. Because okay. yeah, whatever. It's just yeah. It, yeah. It's just we're going in the, the pile, D- yeah. Yeah, we're going in the DFS hour, so you still send me the email, and I'll get all these bets in by game time. It's good. It's all good. Yeah, so we're, take, we're taking Ball State plus nine. Yeah, that's already yeah, – I put them both in, and you got the over at – We got over 57. 57. Yeah. yeah, a little 6 o'clock football action. There you go. Yep, you're in. It is done. Click, click. Um, all right. Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. So what what did what did you get in? You got the football game is in, right? Yes. You didn't put the What's gold state on? yet in. Did you put no, the gold no, state? No, no, I did not. No, 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 no. Okay. Why you don't you want to wait on that breaking, one? We have breaking news. That's why the total. Well, okay, that's why it's low. Give give me the news. The number is going to move. Draymond Green's not playing tonight. Wow. Maybe they, maybe there was something in the room too. Do you think they? I uh, know. Dude, they might have thrown it up against the wall hey, in the shower. Hey, what's going on there? Bam. Yeah, like, I don't know. Not, it might be one did. of these deals Buddy, where I, I, I've, I've seen Steve Kerr telling Draymond Green, I know. you know what, bro? You know, you're yeah, sick yeah. tonight. Like, I, well, you're, exactly. not, you're, t- you're taking a break tonight. Buddy, I've watched it on, like, teams I've played on. I've seen guys on teams fist fight each other. With a professional team, with the amount of money and stuff that you're playing for and pride and everything else, you know these egos are going to be fractured, man. I'm, I'm surprised there's actually more, not more infighting. All right, let's see what happens with the number in this game now. That's the thing with the NBA, man. It's crazy. You can't lock in early. That's, that's the that's the thing games. about the DFS, right? We got, we have Dinkmeyer on, and you uh, said it. Look at all the games we went through. Questionable, 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 questionable. And we used to do that with Steam Shrimps too. Like we're waiting, and then they lock you out. So that story might break. Say it's a seven oh eight tip off. Yeah, and what? And, and they lock you out at seven. Gabe, sometimes that news comes in at seven oh one. For like last minute game time decisions, right? So, yeah, it's it, the NBA's got to do something about that policy, but they won't. Here it is: late game exchange between Durant and Green carried into the locker room. Yep. Teammates began confronting Green for his decision making. Scene described as the most intense of the Golden State Warrior yes. Warrior era. So I guess things got pretty hostile last yeah. night in the room, and now Draymond's not playing tonight. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, Game Time Decisions. If you're tuning in, the show's a lot better than a promo. That should be the promo. That's your promo right there. The show is better than the promos. 
Game time decisions. Ready and Rage Radio. I'm Gabriel Morenzi. Alongside Cam Stewart. What's up, Cam? What's happening, Gabe? No, actually, I, 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 I'm going to disagree for the first time. Not the worst promo. It was okay. You're a little be- being, being hard on Yang there. That's uh, You're a tough critic. No, I could be, uh, uh, you know, I could be tough, but, yeah. <laughs> tough but I fair? Mean, tough but fair? Yeah, yeah, you know, it was an amusing story, but I, I don't know if that was the go-to story. Yeah, I agree, I agree. Uh, you come to think of it, yeah, in three hours, yeah, m- mouse and bread, yeah, we could. <laughs> Sorry. And, and the punchline, the punchline was me saying, that's not good for business. No, that's not. It's not like, good for you know, business. Like, I know, but like, it's, it's obvious it's not good for business. Like, we know it's not good for business. I'm looking at Jesse Lapine. Lapine's, do you see the one as us as golfers? VJ Stewart. White hookers. Look, I got I to gotta be real. This guy's too it's good. T- it's kind of to the point where, like, I, I almost look You're going to do them yourselves? Or, no, no. I look, yeah. I look forward to them just because I, I, they're, 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 they're so strange. I don't know what's gonna, what's gonna be next. It's a good point. It's Yang. It's a, it's, it's mystery. He just, he just dips in there, and you never know what's gonna come out. Mystery meat. Yang's got a weird sense of humor. Uh, <laughs> that, that's. <laughs> Gramps. You know, Yang doesn't. Yeah, Gramps doesn't like what it's all about him. But that's yeah. the thing. I mean, you know, you have to understand, Grandpa. We're not. Um, this goes back to my grandmother, actually. May she rest in peace. But I'll never forget, like, she really didn't like my radio show very often, um, especially in Montreal. Like, she liked it better after when I didn't rip the Montreal Canadiens as much. But, uh, like, she was once giving me crap. She was like, you know, you said this about the Canadians, and it's not right, and all my neighbors don't like me because what you say about the, on the radio. And I didn't realize you were so crazy. Like, she was going off. Well, all because of one jerk neighbor, basically, and she liked her neighbor. So this jerk neighbor basically told her, your grandson's like a psychopath on the radio that says crazy things. <laughs> yeah. So, like, she listened. She's like, your language is terrible. Like, she goes, you're always yelling. So, like, my grandmother wasn't, she was happy, uh, you know, the show was popular, but she wasn't overly happy with the theme of it at times. And I remember telling her, I said, with all due respect, Grandma, like. Well, I'm, I'm my, doing a sports show. Demog- <laughs> yeah, yeah, I said, exactly. my, de- my demographic. <laughs> I said to her, I said, my demographic isn't like 86-year-old women. That's right. Yeah, you're not doing Larry right? King. I told her, I said, I said, I love you, but, like, you know, really, like, I'm not really doing the show for, like, you. <laughs> like, I kind of, like, I kind of, like, was pretty direct about how my grandmother wasn't in my demographic. But I think we need to speak to Yang uh, right now. I mean, wait, seriously, Yang, what's next? Are you start playing Lawrence Welk music on the show? Lawrence Welk. When the promo was playing, I was actually over here clutching my pearls. Like, I hope Gabe likes this. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, I, know. I, I like you too, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, you know. I'm just, I'm just busting you. I'm not like really upset. I'm just busting you, but you know, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just trying to um, elevate everybody's game here. You know what I'm saying? I got. You. I will say this, Mar- I will say this, Marenzi. About the demographic, when I was riding public transport, uh, uh, transportation, you wouldn't believe the amount of seniors that loved the show that we used to. Like, when we were doing the show, they're, oh, I'm crazy. <laughs> like, you, trust me, it would surprise you. And I always used to think, I'm like, wow, like, this guy's, like, 75. Like, he's a huge sports fan, or he just, uh, you know, nothing well, else old, on the dial is entertaining. You yeah, know why? Like grumpiness, because grumpiness. Old, yes, yes. Old people don't have time for, like, fakeness and garbage. Good point. I sw- So many people. My grandmother just didn't like that I ripped the Canadians, like... 
you have to understand, like my Canadian, my, my grandmother basically requested that she got buried with Canadian stuff, right? Yeah. And there I am saying they're a disgrace <laughs> to the uniform. <laughs> like, right? so, well, they were, they were. You just tell them the truth. Right? So, I told her that. I said I want them to win, Grandma. I'm just, yeah, I'm just kind of, I'm trying to get them going, right? So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's a little bit different. But you're right. Generally, like most people. Like, uh, like for example, your parents like me, right? Like your mother, and your mother's pretty. Your your, your parents can be kind of uh, on the surly side. They like my no, attitude yeah. on the air. No, my parents actually no. They're always saying like, "Tell Gabe to come over for dinner and stuff." I go, "Mom, like I when he's in town, he's doing like albums and stuff. Like there's no time for turkey dinners." But she always wants to have you over. Yeah, no, she's a big fan. They're not really surly. Uh, basically, what it comes down to with Scottish people is they like tough love and they don't like to give you money. That's what it is. It's not like they don't love their kids. If they, it's not like they don't love their kids. Don't they don't like doing no, spending? True. My dad, like my dad, is the cheapest, tightest guy. Like, like, like he'll he'll go back. Like he's still like they're living in a house, and I'll see him collecting bottles and stuff like that. I'm like, what are you doing? Extra money? Like he's just one of those. It's a Scottish thing, man. They're just tight. It's, it's, some had, stereotypes uh, are true. <laughs> I met uh, I met the family of. Um, there's uh, there's a kid named Alex. He works at the station. I don't know if he's in the in the, is he in master control right now? Nice guy, actually. I like him. Nice, nice kid and um, big Pittsburgh Steeler fan. And uh, yeah, I, I I got ambushed by his family last week. Like I was in the hallway and basically there was like six of them. Like oh and you know and his mother and his family were just so nice. You know and it was funny because his mother says to me. She goes, oh, you're so funny the way you get so mad. You were throwing things last week. I just loved it. It's <laughs> amazing. I was thinking, I was thinking, what was I, I asked her, I said, what was I all mad about? She goes, oh, it was on a Sunday show. So must have been like NFL bets. Usually like once, one, usually like once a week on Sunday I get pretty upset about the way one of the yeah. games are going. She missed this the week, episode. Where you burn yeah, this week Dalton's jersey. I go, hey, you could actually throw uh, py- pyrotechnics and uh, flammable stuff in the mix too, Marenzi. You've never been uh, – that's what I really wanted you to take it up a notch in the old studio, like burn things, but they were kind of – that's when they kind of like, yeah, I don't know. You can do, you know, what pissed you off on Sunday. But I, I, I was with you. I really wanted you to take it up a notch and, like, get a fire going in the studio. It would have been awesome, just burning stuff. Yeah, but it was getting to the point that I was uh, I was causing damage. Like, uh, yeah, by, by the all, end, it always comes down to yeah. money. <laughs> by the end of like the who ruined your Sunday? Like, I really had nowhere to take it. So you're right. Like, I started throwing chairs and stuff. So like, yeah, like I I set the bar so high that like I had nowhere to go. And uh, yeah, man, like I I broke like numerous chairs. I nearly broke the uh, the lighting rig once. Um, yeah, the good old days, actually. Yeah, the good old days. a lot of fun. Yeah. Even when we did, so, like, uh, the, the segment where you used to give me, like, bad food, you said it, though. Like, you come out of the gate hot, there's nowhere else to go. What am I going to do? Eat a human? Like, no. You, I, you know what I mean? Like, there's only so many bad things that you need. Cow testicles? Like, that's the thing, Marenzi. Once you come out hot, yeah, it's hard, it's hard to live up to that bar, you know? Very difficult. I've always, I used to look at that stuff. It's sort of like Vince McMahon. You just sort of have to. Yeah. You do, you do one crazy thing for a couple of weeks, and you just move on to another crazy thing. <laughs> you don't really. Exactly. You can't, yeah, you can't, like, live with them forever. You know what I mean? Like, you've got to move on. But like you said, it's tough. It's tough. Like, um, like during, during the morning show, we often get, um, like, there's all kinds of meetings, Cam, and stuff. Like, it's if. 
you know, like it's, you know, I it's hate a syndicated meetings. morning show, and there's basically like there's breakdowns of the show after and stuff like that. Yeah. So Congra- congratulations, by the way, that's good stuff, man. Syndication. Yeah, so basically, that's basically, we're being told like at times like to get Michelle um, to get Michelle more involved. Yes. But more like uh, basically get a reason for Michelle to like stand up and do things. Right? Like we're basically trying to use her hotness. Like let's just cut yeah. to the chase. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, right. I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. That's so, the demographic. <laughs> well, yes. Hor- horny men. <laughs> yes. Like the show, everything's better when there's sort of a Michelle segment of the day. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like we had her boxing with, uh, with, with Corey and like, you know, different, different antics, but. It's tough to come up with things every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's true. There's a. It's kind of like wrestling. Very similar. It's a fine line. Like you, you want to, yeah, you want to show not, her hotness, yeah. but you're not. You're also not going to be a creeper. Like you, you respect her. I'm you not going to show her there every day. Exactly. Yeah. You're not going to say, "Hey, like, Michelle, take it off." No, we can't tell her. All right, just you got to wear this outfit today. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, like, the best. it's like there's only so much I can do. Exactly. So, that, that, that's up to the team production. It's funny, I just spoke to Cardano, like, moments before the show, too. And he's like, guys, it's going great. Great job on the morning show. We just need to find a way to get Michelle more involved. Yeah, it <laughs> seems like a popular opinion. <laughs> you know what Cardano it is? Cardano like, uh, hey, he knows what butters the bread. He, he's a smart businessman. Uh, and she's such a sweet girl. She's such a sweet girl, Michelle Serpico. But, and for, like, a really, really hot chick, like, she's, uh, she doesn't really have attitude. Yeah, I, I like, like you that. Know, like, that makes her, that if, makes if, her even yeah. more attractive. Like, that's the problem yeah. with hot girls. They get, they'll give you some kind of, like, stink guy and whatever. It's like, hey, settle down there. When you see somebody who's beautiful yeah, and like she's cool, not a, oh, she's oh, not man. a diva. Like, she's not a diva, Michelle, right? Like, I've worked with worse divas than her who haven't been as hot as her, right? So, like, she's not, like, a fragile sort of, you know, you have to watch what you say. You have to, you know what I mean? You have to baby her or anything like that. Which some people you do, or, you know, we've had to at times. But, um, like, most hot chicks, Cam, you don't want to piss her off, man. <laughs> like that's No. So it's the one thing. You don't, don't want to piss off ugly I've, chicks yeah, or, and or I've hot done, chicks. Yeah, you don't want to upset any, yeah. But it's like the don't worst upset one they're women. hot. It's worse yeah. when they're hot. It, or, it just uh, is. They have a way to sting yeah. you more. Uh, like their sting yeah. is very so, sharp. Yeah, I've noticed on a couple of occasions Michelle isn't in the best of moods, and I don't, I don't try. Like I don't go on that street. It's like a bad neighborhood. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Avoid. Like I just, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm just staying away from this. There's not, not much I can do. But today, today, uh, you're gonna like this. So uh, it's just like how the bullets are flying, man. There's like technical issues. The computer crashed. The, the morning show starts and stuff. And then out of the blue, I get into the year. My my, uh, you know, I get told, "Listen, Bernie Federko is coming on." Bernie Federko, but like, yeah, but basically, <laughs> like Bernie Federko is coming on now. Like, like on the fly, like this is you know, like this is Radio One Hundred One, where a lot of yeah. hosts would nope. have just melted down and had no to quit. So I, can, yeah. they would have had to say, "I'm sorry, I can't do this job. It's too much." Like you, know what I mean, you <laughs> they would have been like one of those. It you would have been one of those Bernie deals. Federico. You know him. Like, it you was basically him. 947, and I got, and, and I was told, listen, Bernie Federico's coming on in, like, a minute. And I'm like, what do you mean he's coming on in a minute? And even me, I'm like, why? Right? <laughs> I'm like. Yeah, he's so with the St. Louis Blues, right? Isn't he still doing the Blues broadcast? Yeah, yeah, he's a color commentator with yeah, the Blues. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, they're not even in town. Like, it's kind of weird, Bernie right. Federico, out of all the people. 
Like, what about a devil, a ranger, or an islander? That makes no sense. Anyway, continue. Yeah, so, yeah, so basically, <laughs> you know, that's, you, you want to be a big-time radio host, uh, that's just the type type of stuff you have to deal with. That, uh, yeah, Bernie Federico's coming on in one minute time. And it's funny, Corey always likes asking the guest questions. So I told Corey, I said, you got anything for Bernie Federico? He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't know who Bernie Federico is. Oh, yeah. So, so I'm good. Though. I go right in. I go right into it with Federico about like the senators and the um, the senators and the the Uber. Oh, the and, oh nice. Yeah, because Voracek was talking about it, and Bernie Federico is actually a Hall of Famer. And, I know um, he is. Yeah. He's yeah. Player. So you know, I wanted to get into the Hall of Fame. It was it was good. You know, it was a quick hockey. It was a quick uh, quick five six minute hit. But the thing is. It happened in the middle of Michelle's segment. Like, Michelle has designated segments, like, basically on the 40s, in which we throw it to her. And she's got her, like, sort of the stories of the day type thing that she that she circled that we didn't talk about type thing. So, two times in the show today, like, her, her segment basically got cut into. Like, it was like, oh, sorry, we have Bernie Federico now. And then and, and the next hour... There was like a the clock glitch, like we got thrown off with the clock. So basically, she wasn't too too impressed. Like she wasn't impressed that she got bumped for Bernie for Durko today. That's <laughs> the best. It sort of it reminds it reminds me of the Golden State Warriors uh, last night, where they're fighting after the game it means they care, right? <laughs> so so yeah, no, it's a good it's a good point actually. It's a really good point. I'll take Draymond Green in that fight any day of the week. Yeah, yeah, but it was Draymond's fault. Kevin yes. Durant was right. Kevin Durant was right, but um, you know what it is. It's basically no one's going to say anything to Draymond Green about it. Like, Kevin Durant's the only one that really, like, Steph, the, Steph yeah, Curry's he, not, well, Steph Curry wasn't there, so Steph Curry's not playing. And Clay Thompson's too laid back, right? Yeah, they're very, good point. There are a lot of laid back guys on that team. Durant's the only, like, kind of angry guy that can say, hey, man, what's the deal? Uh, the well, other guy's good enough that he can really get yeah, get in Correct. the face. The thing is, Draymond's done this a lot, Cam. He's done this a few times at the end of games. Like, I've seen him. I watch a lot of Warrior games, and he'll do this often where he's a very unselfish player, but he does really selfish, stupid things at times uh, at the end of games. And, you know, Draymond, like, they're not paying you to go coast to coast and take the ball up the court. Like, he, he tripped, Cam, and he fell, and he turned the ball over, and then they ended up losing, right? So, like, Durant, Durant was wide open, and so was Clay Thompson. Like, Durant told him, give me the ball, give me the ball, and, like, Durant ignored him. And Clay just stood there, and Durant just, uh, Durant went up to him after and said, what the hell are you doing? And Draymond told him to go F himself. Um, I guess now, too, you know, this is the media, though, Cam, right? I mean, you know it. This stuff happens all the time in sports. Of course it especially does. On, especially on good teams. Like, that's the thing. Like, bad teams, you won't really see this because bad teams don't care. Like, if you're you not having a Buccaneer, yeah. the Buccaneer yeah. players aren't going to fight after the game because they don't care. Like, they they knew they were going to lose. They're used to losing. And, you know, it's like, yeah, whatever. We lost. They're not going to start fighting with each other. Like, basically, like, the Warriors, they're pissed they lose. Like, they don't lose a lot. So when they lose, they're angry about it, right? They're like, what the hell? Especially, like, if they get smoked, they accept it. But they were just pissed off, you know, and it it just shows they care. But Wojo, who's, like, the biggest NBA reporter out there, 
He's reporting today that, like, they're trying to put the fire out, that it was actually intense, that it got worse after, like, after the game, actually. And I would imagine, and I'm just speculating, Cam, here. I don't know. Obviously, I'm not in the Warriors' room. But I don't think, you know, listen, Kevin Durant isn't really one of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's the new guy. Like, yeah, like, he's... You know, I'm sure Durant's thinking, you know, if Steph Curry said something to me, I, you know, I'd probably say, all right, Steph, I'll chill out. Wow. Funky. <laughs> yeah, Toby, we shook up the playlist today. Wow, sure did. Porno. Don't know what you're getting. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. That good call, uh, Yank. Yank. Cult of personality. These guys were good musicians, man. They never really got their due. Well, let's be real. It's hard being a a black, hard rock band. Good point. It worked against them for sure. It does. I mean, it throws. It's it's not right. The average. It throws the average white guy rock fan off, and the brothers aren't going to love it, right? You're sort of a tweener. You're you're kind of (laughs) stuck. So I don't know. I'm just stating. Yeah, I'm just stating. Point. It's like the the band King's X was very good as well. They they were sort of yeah. in the same boat, but they were living colors. They didn't really have a ton of records, right? They you know they had a yeah. couple of records. I don't know whatever happened to the guitarist there. I think his name was Vernon Reed. He was pretty good. He was pretty he was uh, very good guitarist. Yeah, yeah. He was very raw. Like he had a unique style of uh, playing. Singer was very good too. I met the singer when I lived in Hollywood. When uh, Living Color, they played with the Rolling Stones. And um, it was actually with Guns N' Roses, too. It was a big big controversy. Guns N' Roses got into a fight, and they got kicked off the tour and stuff. But um, the singer of Living Color went into the, the, uh, the grocery store and bought a bunch of blues for everybody. It was like partying because they were playing with the Rolling Stones. He was like, we're going on tour with the Rolling Stones. And he was drinking in the afternoon and stuff. Nice guy. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, sounds like a nice guy. The, yeah, in the old days when rock bands would party. Uh, all right, let's bring in uh, the, the, the biggest partier on the Fantasy Sports uh, Network. Uh, George Kurtz uh, joins us, as uh, Cam calls him, Long Island Rage. Long Island Rage, George Kurtz. What's up, George? Yeah, that's, that's me, the biggest party goer out there. Yep, that's right. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to say the, the biggest – who do you think is the biggest partier at the network? I'd have to go with – people would probably think me. I don't party that much. I just go really hard when I do. It's a good point. Well, You're I might, streaky. I might, I might lean with Corey Parson. What do, you, what do you think, George? Well, I think if you're taking you out of it, I think just by your reputation, almost everybody <laughs> votes for you, right? All right, so if we're going non-Gabe Morency division, I think Cam might be up there as well. 
Crazy. Uh, <laughs> I don't tell people That's what true. I'm doing. Yeah, I'm just sweating. Yeah, I'm it talking, out, George, sweating. I'm it talking out. about the Cam. Cam's out the. Yeah, Cam goes without saying. It's a good point. Uh, I'm talking about the New York crew here. Corey's a good, you know, I, yeah. I wouldn't have thought, would have thought Corey, but I think that's good. I'm trying to go through everybody in our head now. You know, not somebody like Blewett, Joe Galena. It's not Ankle. No, 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 no. Not no, the no. Prince. How's no. Yang? Does Yang throw him back? Yeah, Yang, Yang likes to party, but he's a grandpa now, so it's a little yeah, different. Gramps. Yeah, it's true. He's got to watch what he does. Stay at home with the kids. Doesn't Cardano <laughs> seem like every now and then he would just like go, oh, man, I, I need to just let out. You know, dealing with these crazy guys all day, I just need to let out. But it doesn't yeah, I can, see, I, I, I can see him loosening up the like the shirt, and, yeah, having like a like some scotches on the rocks, kicking back, but more like a like a professional like a good party. party. Yeah, 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 professional party, exactly. Not sloppy like me. <laughs> yeah, I think the person that's probably living the high life the most, probably Michelle Serpico, to be honest. Serpico, I bet she gets a lot of free drinks. That's she's not paying for drinks in this town. I would think not. <laughs> And not because a band in a supermarket is buying it for her. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Yang, our boy Yang is, uh, yeah, there's not much to edit there, Yang. We just sent Yang a little clip from The Simpsons, actually. Just play the, uh, all you got to do is just play the, uh, the tweet live. Uh, let me know when you have it, Yang, when it's ready to go, because as a Michigan, as a Michigan, it's about Michigan and Ohio State. It's pretty funny, actually. The Simpsons tip their hand as to who they support in the uh, the Ohio State Michigan State rivalry, and as a uh, mi- as a Michigan fan, I was very curious to see which side uh, of this rivalry that they took. So uh, George Kurtz is with us. George, uh, I'm seeing this right now. We should got to get into the real estate business as people are buying. People are buying condos right now in long island uh, city sight unseen due to amazon going there like people are just buying condos like they're 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 like they're they're, they're they're people are buying condos online right now like it's black friday or something like that because amazon's going to long island yeah right uh what twenty five thousand jobs go in there you know it's funny guys i lived in new york my entire life uh for most of my life you didn't want to go to Long Island City. You didn't want to go drive through Long Island City. It was that, that kind of place. It's changed over the past 10, 12 years, and now at Amazon going there. Assuming they can build up the infrastructure, it's going to be a, it should be a decent place. You, gotta, you know, you got, think about it. You have waterfront and city views there. So it should be a beautiful place to live, assuming they do what needs to be done as far as the infra- infrastructure, because otherwise it's gotten better to live there. Driving through there is still hell on your car. Still, the uh, yeah. you know things are happening. You get Amazon. I know a lot of people are upset about it, but people would be upset if it uh, if it came, if it didn't come. People are going to be upset no matter what happens. But you got the Islanders coming back as well. A little, little bit of action on the island yeah. here, George. Yeah, and I, well, we think the Islanders are coming back. I said, Gabe, I, I've talked to you and Kim about this. I won't believe this until I see a shovel in the dirt, you know, yeah. put it in place because they they're not doing a thing yet. They still have studies going on. You still have groups protesting this thing. This was approved what? Eight, nine, ten months ago, yet nothing's going to happen as far as building until May. Why is it taking so long? Why does it need another seven, eight months before you do anything? I said, I'm not believing anything, not a damn thing, until I see shoveling dirt, machines in place, and buildings starting to, you know, something starting to go up. You know what's Those the guys, worst as an Expo oh, fan, Cam and George? Yep. Like, we need a new stadium. They did the old shovel in the dirt thing. They did it for the new stadium outside. It was like same thing. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. 
And there they were with the mayor and the shovel and everything. I was like, damn. <laughs> I was like, man, this looks like it's happening. And then, man, I knew it. A couple of months. Well, our project's delayed a little bit. We'll just stay at the Olympic Stadium for a couple of more years. And like, Thanks. I was like, Thanks, ah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hey, like, yeah. News and, we, and, and you know what happened? The team ended up leaving. There was no new stadium. Yep. Someone else came along and said, we're not building a stadium here. Screw state that. Oil, we're going to put Conor here. salesman. Like yep. basically, yeah, exactly. they basically changed their, their mind. They were like, nah, you know what? This is taking too long. We're going to sell the Atlanta developers. Team ends up leaving, George. <laughs> You're right. And I said, nothing would shock me right now. Speaking of the snake oil salesman, I don't know if you guys have heard, but out where I live in Ronkonkoma, all of a sudden, this was after the owners announced they were going to build at uh, Belmont. Another group was going to build a, a gazillion-dollar arena out by the uh, MacArthur Airport uh, that's a, in, in Ronkonkoma. It was going to cost like a billion dollars, and they're going to build it. This came out of nowhere. Bettman had to come out and say, oh, no, we've made no agreement with them. The NBA said the same thing. Obviously, no baseball team or football teams going there. So this was strange. Now it came out that these developers have sort of done what you said. I believe it was in the Seattle area. Same thing. Oh, yeah, we're going to build, build, build. All of a sudden, everything went to hell. So just strange that after this was announced, all of a sudden in the Ronkonkoma area, which is in the middle of nowhere out here, they were going to have a billion-dollar arena with no team guaranteed to go there. Yeah, it's weird. Like, cities do this. Like, Las Vegas is doing this. Vegas... Vegas, like, built that hockey arena, and they're like, we need another arena. It's like, you just built an arena. Exactly. It's like, no, we, we need another arena now. And it was the same thing. Like, they wanted to build a football stadium in Vegas. This is before the Raiders, actually. They when I lived a football there. stadium. Sam Boyd they were going to build a football stadium or a baseball stadium in, like, the middle of Henderson without a team. But they basically thought if we build it, uh, they will come. Major League Baseball in Vegas wouldn't shock me, actually. Uh, wouldn't, wouldn't shock me down the road. So... A uh, big story right now, although I'm going to call their bluff. They're playing. They ain't boycotting. That the players um, the players don't want to go to Mexico City to play this game because of the field. And, you know, yeah, the field looks bad. There was a concert there. There's tweets of the picture of the field all cut up and stuff. But, like, really? Like, have they seen Oakland's field before? I think there's broken beer bottles yeah. and there's glass, like yeah. shards of glass in the field. But <laughs> dirt, like, glass. Yeah. No, but they have the baseball dirt, which is incredibly, incredibly unsafe. It's hard. And very, very hard to get tackled on. People think it's like sand. It's not. No, it's like it's basically dirt. rock. It's this clay type of stuff, and it tears your skin up. No one likes it. It's antiquated. Like, seriously, nobody's been playing on that dirt, like baseball diamonds, for you know, in like 25 years, man. Like, next to an AstroTurf and concrete is the worst freaking thing. I'm just stating, people need to chill out. Of course, the, the grass looked bad after the concert. They've got time before Monday night to get this going. And as I stated earlier, George, soccer players who are more important and make a hell of a lot more money than NFL players play on these pitches all the time, man. Like, you know, it's like when they go to England. Oh, the field conditions. Yeah, I know, because Manchester United don't pay their players any money at all, right? And they're not concerned about the grass. I think it's just a much much ado about nothing and, and crying about nothing. And, you know, they want to move the game to L.A. You got the L.A.'s burning down right now. It's like you're better off not yeah. going to L.A. You, you, talk, you talk about the field, Marenzi. They, they, they played in conditions worse than Beijing yesterday. You saw the, you saw the air quality. How is that? That's way worse, I think, than a field, breathing in all that stuff. Don't you think? What do you make of this, George? Well, I think, once again, I think uh, we know the NFLPA and the NFL don't like each other. So they go, the NFLPA is going to look at any reason, <laughs> yeah, any true. reason to get right to start fighting. Let's, let's fight about this now. Because I think Gabe's right. 
All right, yes, the field looked bad. You still got six days. You should be able to get it. Maybe not perfect, but certainly better. The point about the soccer players is extremely true. What, their owners don't give a crap? Oh, yeah, let them tear up knees. I'm only paying them a billion dollars a year. Of course they care. So I agree. We've seen fields in much worse condition. I mean, guys, we're old enough to remember the vet back in the day. That field was a joke for, what, 40 years playing on the, in Veteran Stadium? That, I mean, the, I'm not one of these guys, George. I, you know, I, I am for some, some things, but I respect, like, uh, I respect the modern athlete and stuff. I do. And even, like, in the NBA, when I saw, you know, these guys couldn't play against uh, – against Bill Lambeer and stuff. So I tell people, I said, listen, if you told Draymond Green you were allowed to elbow someone in the face and you're not going to get a foul for it, he'll do it. <laughs> right? Like, so, but at the same point in time, I can't imagine, George, today's NFL players getting tackled on that veteran's turf. Like, can you imagine quarterbacks getting slammed down now like the way they used to? Like, dude, that's like concrete underneath that Astro turf at, at the vet. Remember, like, the old uh, the Three River Stadium and stuff, man? Those were some rough football fields, bro. Remember the uh, remember the Packers? I used to love it as a kid, man, like, growing up watching that stuff. Remember the Packers used to play at, uh, at Fulton? They'd play at the, the baseball stadium all the, the time. Rookie, That's yeah. right. Yep. It was, yeah, yeah, the field was Duffy. terrible and stuff. Oh, yeah. It was great, but I love I remember growing up, guy with Shea. There was garbage flying over the field all the time. <laughs> like, I never, like, that was my thing watching the Jets. Like, I thought, like, as a kid, they were kind of like a ghetto franchise, and I guess I was right. You know what I mean? Like, I never understood. I was like, why do they have garbage bags, like garbage bags, like all over their field? And, like, there's, like, debris and garbage flying around everywhere. Like, that, that's the history of the NFL. Poor conditions. You'd have concussion checks at every tackle nowadays if you're playing on those types of fields here. I think they play Monday night. I'd be surprised if they don't because their options aren't good. Uh, well, I know everyone's going to say, well, they have the same bye week. Yeah, that means those players have to agree to pretty much give up their bye weeks now. They're already pr uh, practicing and training now. So they would lose those days, plus any plans they would have made. And the NF NFLPA will bitch about that, too. Oh, no, we're going to get a bye week. Da, 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 da. Move it to a neutral site. L.A., I think Cannes perfect. So you're going to go from a bad field to bad air? I mean, bad air would seem to be worse to me. I, I could be wrong, but it would seem to be worse. Or you go to a neutral field. Do you want to play in, let's say, Dallas? You know, because they can play there. But then we have to refund all that money, guys, and we're forgetting about that. That's a $100,000 seat arena. You could do the average ticket price. That's a lot of money they have to refund. And you know what? Who pay. Yeah, and it's a lot of money that yeah. they could give to, like, the the, the, the forest fires yeah. or to some charity, et cetera. But, you know, it's crazy, too. There's been, like, remember, you know, the Bills got every year there's, a, there's something like this. Right, remember a couple of years ago, the Bills. There was too much snow. They just couldn't. They were they were ambushed, and they had to go play in Detroit. And basically, no one wanted to go see the game. You know, so a couple of people went. They charged like ten bucks to get in. But hey, the Rams and Chief game, pretty good game actually. Like wherever you dropped it, it would do pretty well, and they could make uh, money. Um, what are their other options? You know. Well, it's either this neutral site you play though. there, or you move, the, move it to the bye week. You only have those three options. They don't have I would, any yeah, you, you move it to the bye week, but remember last year this happened with uh, Tampa Bay and Miami. They Their their game in week one got canceled. That's and right. And the only Perfect. way to redo it, that they played it in the, in their both their respective bye weeks, so they didn't get a bye week. They didn't play in week one, but then after they didn't get a bye week from the rest of the go, and they didn't like it. They both cried and complained about it. Yeah, this is a little different because the Rams and Chiefs, both Super Bowl contenders. So as you stated, George, you don't want like some weird domino effect of strangeness to sort of throw their seasons off because of the decisions that are made because of this game. Honestly, you shouldn't be playing in Mexico City in the middle of the season like this.
at this this late juncture of the season, like if you're gonna do these yeah. things, man, early, do them at yeah. yeah, do them opening early in the season, not when you've got two teams that I mean, Mahomes' girlfriend's father just died, right? Like you know, he's got to deal with this. You got forest fires, the Rams' houses are burning down, and you got you got these guys going to Mexico City to play a game here, and. Another thing is, too, you can't really screw the Mexicans, man. You hype this game up. You sold them 125,000 tickets. They're going to be pissed, man, if you cancel this game. Like, uh, they, they can't cancel the game in Mexico. They need to go. It's a cluster no matter what they do. Because someone's going to complain. Someone's going to. It's a nature of uh, a really human human nature out, uh, nowadays. Complain, complain, complain. My I imagine Donald this. Trump was going to be at the front oh, of the complaint. God, oh, yeah. please. <laughs> horrible, horrible field condition. Sad. <laughs> I'm sure they we must... have Le'Veon Bell, too, saying this is why he didn't come back this year. Yeah, but, yeah, uh... Le'Veon Bell. So speaking of which, actually, good call with uh, Le- Le'Veon Bell. Um, I guess we're past the deadline now. It's 4 o'clock, yep. right? Yeah, he's done. He's, he didn't yeah. report. The Steelers GM came out and st- stated that, didn't sign his contract. So he's done. You're in a fantasy league. You can release him now. This wow. is great news. I got Connor in two out of my three leagues. Perfect. I warned people before the year started not to take Le'Veon Bell this year. I really did. Yeah. I stayed away from him, too. Not that I'm some sort of guru for it. I'm only really winning and doing well in one league, one or two leagues. But, you know, it's amazing that it went this far, that Pittsburgh let it get this far, and that uh, Le'Veon held his ground all the way out. The only question is now, where does Le'Veon Bell end up next year? What team is Le'Veon Bell going to be on? The Miami Dolphins seems to be the the, the name that pops up the most uh, with, with Le'Veon Bell. He's going to want a lot of money. And, you know, I'm not. there's not going to be like 10 teams lining up to get him. Like, you know, basically like the, the Steelers tried to trade him and nobody made an offer. Because, you know, they were like, this is just too complicated to deal with this guy right now. So where does he end up? I don't know. The New York Jets, the Miami Dolphins. You've heard the Colts. Uh, to the Sef- this, man, the Colts would be a really nice fit for him. It sure like, would. I tell you what, guys. If the Colts are serious about winning, they Even bring the Redskins, Le'Veon Bell in. Even the Redskins. I know Peter Peterson's Redskins, there. Yeah. He's, he, he has too many carries where like he's running for negative yards. Snyder, so look, Snyder yeah. spent money before on big names. Like yeah. he's, I, I think he's a perfect he's, fit for Washington. I don't see the Colts doing it. They sort of have a youth movement going, but... Man, giving Andrew Luck something like Le'Veon Bell to take some pressure off from George would look pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, Colts were actually, we heard them before the season started, if, if Pittsburgh was going to trade him. Jets, we've heard, because they have a gazillion dollars in cap room. Uh, I don't the know Eagles, the we've heard often. Eagles, we've heard that they may, they might have traded for him now if Bell would have just signed his franchise and he wanted to go yeah. to, I guess, a winning team in the same state. And, and I think the Steelers, deep down inside, they don't want this, right? Like, the last thing they want is this guy in the state still. Like, if he just ends up on the Eagles and starts lighting it up. So they were probably thinking, whatever, man. Like, unless they blow us away with a deal, we're not just going to trade them. Because you're not division rivals, but it's it, that'd be like trading Odell Beckham to the Jets if you're the Giants. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't want to hear about it in case he does great. That's why, you know, the Giants are going to hear about it forever if Donald ends up being a franchise quarterback. Wow, well, 20 minutes just flew by. That segment flew by. <laughs> All right, Yang, we better have that Michigan-Ohio State Simpsons clip ready on the other side. <laughs> Game time decisions continues. Red Heat and Rage Radio. The- 
from the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Top decisions, ready for Rage Radio. George Kurtz uh, with us. Uh, I'm Gabriel Moretzi alongside Cam Stewart. We're kicking it in the Weehawken Studios as uh, the sun has set. The skyline starts to uh, take uh, center stage here. Uh, quickly, speaking of uh, New York, New Jersey, a FanDuel Sportsbook, I see, just tweeted out their updated Super Bowl odds. The L.A. Rams plus 380. The New Orleans Saints plus 440. How are uh, the Kansas wow. City Chiefs? Plus four seventy. Who'd you rather have, the Saints or Rams? I'd rather have the. Saints. I think the, I think the Saints are winning the Super Bowl this year. I like it's the early. The Rams. Yeah, it is early, but it, they look unstoppable it's early. right now. They really do. Like the Saints can win at home, or they can win on the road. Um, the the Chiefs are plus four seventy. The Pats are plus six hundred. Steelers are eleven to one. Chargers fourteen to one. Vikings eighteen. Wow, Bears are now twenty to one. And uh, the team that I picked to make it to the Super Bowl before the year started, the Houston Texans, now 29-1. to 1. Pretty big, pretty fat odds for the Houston Texans, actually, man. Uh, and a 30-1. to 1. What do you think of these odds, uh, George? All right, we'll get uh, George. Uh, we'll get George back uh, here. Yeah, get, uh, get George back uh, here, yeah. In fact, you know what? Give, give me the uh, give me the Michigan clip here while we get yeah. while you get uh, George back on. Yeah. Uh, so this is great stuff. This is from, uh, I just, I from the Simpsons. I guess Bo. All right, hold on, yeah. Hold on, yeah. All right, so um, Bo Bo's gonna get married here. I guess the nice. gist of it. I don't. I didn't. See, I didn't see the episode. Right. So I didn't see uh, it Bo's. Bo, yeah, but it's, it's a recent one. It's like from the other day. So Bo uh, Bo's about to get scammed. He thinks he's marrying a Russian chick. But it's a it's a hustle. So this is uh, Mo's Mo's marriage falls apart. But there's an Ohio State Michigan uh, joke in here. All right, go ahead, Yang. Oh, I can't do it. I just I can't risk another heartbreak. I'm I'm sorry. <gasps> so uh, am I still getting paid? Wait, you're not from Russia? No, Brooklyn. Back when Brooklyn was Brooklyn. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anna, what about you? I'm not Russian at all. I'm from Columbus, Ohio. That's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's even worse. <laughs> there's the guy's wearing a Michigan sweater. He gets uh, amazing. <laughs> so he's, yeah, there's like a random Michigan fan at the wedding. That's even worse. Well, I told, yeah, I told you, Gabe, when we were in Vegas, like I've never seen. It was just a, a player and a blackjack dealer, and the guy, the, the guy, it was unbelievable. This guy, because it was like, you know, in the some casinos, I think it was like the Golden Gate, you support your school. So, Buddy was all decked out in like Ohio State gear. Guy comes in Michigan. Like, the the hate was like, it, like the guys, he can't even do his job. Like, these guys wanted to fight each other, man. Like, he's like, screw you, buddy. Like, these guys were just Ohio State and Michigan. It's just, it's crazy. Not like the drunk Texan who just came up to me. Are you an Aggie? Like, that guy was just drunk, but. 
the hatred between Michigan and Ohio State, like it's it's epic. Like it's fight violence. Like it's it's real. Like I see these guys yeah, to throw down. It is. It is. You're right. Ohio State fans are a little over the top, but Michigan and Michigan State's actually a little like sort of nastier. Like there's actually somewhat of a respect factor between Ohio State and Michigan, at least amongst the program. You know what I mean? Like there have been. Like, I've seen, like, Michigan and Ohio State have done joint things before even. It's rare, but there's been a couple of occasions where we've united and raised money for, like, kids with cancer, and there's been a couple of a couple of moments, at least, where yeah. there's a respect shown. Like, Michigan State and Michigan, just they don't talk to each other. You know what I mean? Like, they, I think the, the campus could be on fire in East Lansing, and I don't think Michigan would care. You know, like, they wouldn't, hey, well, we'll help you out a little bit. Yeah, you can use yeah. our books. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like they that. Wouldn't, like, they wouldn't piss yeah. on them if they were on fire, basically. Yeah, like, they don't, they, 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 don't, they don't like each other. They, 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 don't, uh, they don't like each other. But, I mean, I know that Michigan and Ohio State uh, don't like each other, too. But it's not, it's a little different. I'm not saying no one's ever been punched uh, before. All right, George Kurtz uh, is back. So, George, it's early right now, and we've seen we've seen this before, where you sort of get locked into teams, and everything changes in the NFL, especially in December. Like you want to be peaking at the right time. So the question is with the Saints: Are did they peak too early? You know, the Rams. You know, I think the Rams. Are sort of, they lose cup, but losing a game, I don't think was the end of the world for them. And even if they lose a couple of other games, not the end of the world, you know, because they, they can sort of reset things going into the playoffs right now. But I just went over the Super Bowl odds, and the Rams are still favorite right now. The Saints are the second choice. And I'm just I'm giving them the, the mob uh, kiss of death here and stating I think the Saints are the team to beat in the National Football League right now. Oh, I think you're probably right. Saints already beat the Rams. You know, uh, so can the Rams beat the Saints in New Orleans if it comes down to that? I don't think so. I don't think, I don't know, I'm not sure if anybody can beat the Saints in New Orleans if it comes down to that. And then conversely, the Saints can beat people on the road now. Yes, they can. They're good road The Saints could beat the Rams in L.A. We know they could do that, right? They they can run the ball now, so now they're dangerous. By the way, guys, we we Breaking news, yeah. They moved the the game to L.A., guys. Yep, they're moving it. L.A. Good for them. Mexico to L.A. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Shocked. Really shocked, but good for them. I guess they, uh, I guess they caved to the pressure of a uh, bad field, bad play, and uh, smart thing to do. You know, give it out to Los Angeles, and hopefully, I think Gabe's got a point. Uh, let's give let's give some of these proceeds to the firefighters and the people who need it, uh, the help out there. I think that'd be a great PR move for the NFL, and I wonder if they end up doing something like that. Yeah, I know they're going to take a hit because we said it's a hundred. What is it? A hundred thousand dollar stadium there. It was sold out, so you could do the math. If it's a hundred hundred dollars a ticket, that's eh, a good chunk of change. Uh, they're losing there. So they're going to have to refund that money here. But it was the right move to move this game. All right. So, yeah, the NFL announces that it'll move the game on Monday. Uh, Kansas City, Los Angeles, originally scheduled for Stadio Azteca in Mexico City to the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. The decision, decision is based on the determination in uh, consultation with the NFLPA and following a meeting and field inspection this afternoon by the NFL club and field experts, as well as local and independent outside experts, that the playing field in Estadio Azteca does not meet NFL standards for playability and consistency will uh, not meet those standards by next Monday. 
We've worked extensively with our partners at uh, Azteca for months in preparation for this game. Until recently, we had no major concerns. But the combination of a difficult rainy season and a heavy multi-event calendar, basically they're saying, we worked for months and we had no idea these dumbasses were going to have a rock concert on the field <laughs> uh, two days ago. Um, a heavy multi-event calendar event state and result of the damage to the field presents unnecessary risk to player safety and makes it unsuitable. As a result, we've determined a move in the game is the right decision, and it uh, needed to be announced now in order to allow our teams and fans to make uh, alternate arrangements. Um, all right, all NFL teams that forego a home game to play internationally are required to keep their home stadium available as a contingency. Interesting. And the Rams will be announcing ticket information and other logistical details for Monday night's game at the L.A. Coliseum as soon as possible. So, like I said, it's not like you're trying to fill a stadium on short notice to get the Bucks and the Lions, right? It's the well, Rams they'll, they'll and the Chiefs. Out. They're not, exactly. yeah, they're not going to have a hard time with this game. No, they'll sell out. It's 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 a Rams home game, so it's back at the at the Coliseum. They'll sell out unless the fire is burning down the Coliseum, which at this point wouldn't shock me at all. They'll they'll sell that game out, so they won't lose. I wonder if the Rams get to keep that money, but that money has to go towards the refund. I what I wonder. Yeah, it's it's interesting, and you know Mexico is going to be pissed, and they're going to want oh, yeah. some, something out of this. Yeah, like, there's got to be some pesos. sort of compensation. Yeah, yeah but there's got to be some sort of compensation <laughs> for that. Where's, for where's the envelope, NFL? Yeah, they're gonna, yeah, they're, they'll, they'll, Cam, they'll find a way. Cam, I, I wonder from a sports betting perspective, okay, let's say you already took the Rams at minus two and a half. Like right now the game's off the board. The game's off the board. Let's say you took the Rams at two and a half already. Does your bet still stand? I don't think so. That's a that, that, that's a great point. It's not it's yeah, not a yeah. case where it's, it's not baseball. It's, it's a not different baseball. city. It's a different action. location. Yeah, there's no action. Like button, they, right? Like they could say yeah. they could say no, exactly. no, 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 no. This bet is They'll void. We that They'll bet was it. for a neutral field. It wasn't for a home game. They'll void it. I, I'm curious to know if anybody's out there that actually clicked it already. If you took the Rams, because if the Rams were minus two and a half, now I'm interested to see this. I'm interested and, to see. And the total went two down. and a half point favorites in Mexico. Yep. What happens in LA now? Four. That was four, the original number that they said it was going to be. Yeah. The total went down too because of that field, Marantz. It dropped a point and a half because it was so choppy, right? Like it had a crazy total. That'll be voided too. You got. I, I, I would guess imagine the, the sports book would do both. I think they just take. The, they're just going to void you whatever play you have in this game. And they'll post another number. They have to. I, yeah, it's we'll not get like to baseball. the bottom of that. Yeah, because well, baseball, I like the action. Like, you click the action button. Hey, pitching change? Who cares, man? Clayton Kershaw's not going. Deal with it. Like, that's the way it works sometimes. But football's not the same. What happened uh, in baseball, though, when the uh, Yankees and Rays were moved two years ago because of the hurricane? And instead of playing in Tampa, they played at City Field, which is in New York. So that'd be another. Yeah. If you if you for another sport, yeah. another slight comparison. It's baseball, not football. But Tampa Bay was still the home team there at City Field. But obviously, it's only what nine miles from City Field to the Bronx. And I went to those games. It was obviously a Yankee home game. Um, yeah. Though. All right, George. Before we get you out of here, well, we got a couple of minutes left, but we got a full slate of NHL hockey here tonight. The Islanders uh, are a one eighty favorite, Gabe. One of you. When was the last time George has seen that one? <laughs> Yeah, crazy <laughs> last night, last night we bet on the last night we bet on the Rangers. Yeah, uh, Rangers. Close game. We got, we got the one goal win. We ended up going you, one and two. Good call with the Ducks, Cam. 
Thanks. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to kill the Dallas Stars. You said it, Marenzi. I hate that team now. You're right. I hate always that. Screw, honestly, I hate the Dallas Stars. They always screw me, man. You, you said it. They've never parlays. not screwed me. No. I, I, every time I needed Dallas, they really screwed me hard last night. Like, they cost me a lot. Yeah, I'm of sick parlays. of it. I hate that. So, team. do you... I, Islanders get the Canucks tonight. Yeah, I'm seeing minus 175 right now. Yeah, I You're think, getting uh, a team on back-to-back nights, George, but it's kind of unique because they're in the same city here. I mean, I think Vancouver's no starting. Uh, I think they're starting Bachman Turner Overdrive, too. They're back up. Uh, like they're usually like their third-string tender. I'm not sure about that. I think he was uh, the listed goalie. That's, why, that's, a, that's a huge number there, George. Uh, even if they started Markstrom, he's not. Here's the, uh, what, his goals against is 898. He's got a uh, goal. Uh, and Sabres has 898, goes against about yeah. over three. He's no prize. Either. They're just scoring goals. That's why Vancouver's winning. Pedersen, Bozer, Horvath. I know Bozer's out now. Uh, so they're scoring goals. They're outscoring their def- uh, defensive deficiencies here. I think the over might be a uh, way, to, way to go here with, him, with these two teams. Islanders are struggling a little bit on defense now. It looks like Pellets is going to be out. Sabisa will be in because Pellets is not playing well. I, uh, I always, when betting, guys, whether it's playing DFS or just straight-up gambling, you pick against a team playing back-to-back nights. I don't care if they're not traveling. They still played last night. You know, their legs yeah. get a little tired with the third period. If the Islanders can skate at all, I know Vancouver's in first in the Pacific. That's a mirage. That's not lasting. I would, as an Islander fan, it hurts to say this, but I'd like to bet on the Islanders as well. Jinx. Yeah, Markstrom's uh, starting tonight, yeah. or probable there's at least some, Markstrom. There's some shitty, uh, yeah. shitty goalies going tonight, like Peter Budai's going for the Kings. Like, there's a lot of That's all they have left tonight. Yeah, I know. He's not a backup anymore. He's a starter. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's he plays like a third straight. Like it's him and Campbell, right, George? Like Cam- that, L.A. Campbell's, Campbell's out. Yeah. Campbell's out. Yeah, Four he, to six weeks knee surgery. Uh, and he was he uh, he was their other option. You oh know the, the, the the Kings, Kings have scored. Goal. The Kings have scored one goal, um, one goal or less in seven of their sixteen games. They're only averaging two goals a game. The Leafs should win this game tonight. I think so. I think the Leafs will go in there and win that game. Those Canadians. Canadians in Edmonton uh, tonight. I love, I, I love the Oilers Edmonton. tonight, Gabe. I love the Oilers tonight. I just think uh, after the Connor McDavid speech to the team, it's now or never. Like if they lose this game, don't be surprised if the Oilers clean house. This is uh, this this they marked this game on the calendar for a while. It's time for them to put up and shut up. They got a, a lot of talent on that team, still underachieving, but tonight they get it done. I think Niemi in net for the Canadians and Koskinen for the fun, Oilers. Fun game tonight, George. Um, Tampa Bay Lightning, 12-4-1. They just do their thing on a yearly basis. We'll see if they can ever get the cup again. Uh, but uh, taking on the Buffalo Sabres, upstart Sabres, 9-6-2, and two, uh, playing pretty good hockey, 6-2-2 two and two in their last 10 games, 5-2-1 and one, uh, at home. Uh, Buffalo, another one of these sort of youth movement teams that are starting to come to its own a little bit, George. Yeah, not to mention uh, no Vasilevsky tonight. It looks like they're going to start. Yeah, they're Deming. To start Deming. Hit, once again, sucks. goals against 3.77. I like I mean, the same wow. as the dog tonight. 0885. It's not good. No, it's no, horrible. No, it's horrible. Uh, I, I love so, the Sabres tonight. They're, I think they're a good yeah, well, dirty pooch, guys. I do wonder this, though. I mean, uh, Tampa got lit up on Saturday. They once again, Vasilevsky up six goals, I believe, to Ottawa. So maybe that wakes them up a little bit. Maybe they're taking things for granted here and they wake up against the Sabres tonight. That's my only worry here. But once again, this could be another over you like here because you know, just on average, he's going to give up three goals. You know, for Tampa Bay to win, it means they got to score four. You know, that almost gives me a win right there. So uh, it's another game where I like the over. I like the – I don't know if I can bet on the Sabres. Like, uh, they're a team that's up, down, up, which is their record shows you 6-6-1, six, six, and one, and I don't trust Hutton enough to slow down the uh, lightning. I just want to be an angry team tonight. There's a lot of teams that really, you know – 
There's a few teams that are hot out of the gate here. You know, the Minnesota Wild, the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, Leafs are 11-6, and six, all right. But for the most part, you know, there's a lot of teams that are, you know, as you stated, they it could go one way or another right now. I mean, look, Arizona's 8-7-1. and one, Detroit's 7-8-1. and one. Uh, Florida's 6-5-1. and one. Philadelphia's 9-7-1. and one. There's just a lot of teams hovering around the 500 mark right now. Edmonton, 8-8-1. Eight, eight the definition of, uh, of 500. And uh, the last game there, Cam, late night, um, and George, you got Nashville. Tough. Uh, that was that was a tough game, tough loss for them last night. And L.A. to San Jose, you talk about it, George. Playing back-to-back games isn't easy, but playing against the Ducks and then playing the Sharks the next night in the Bay Area. Yeah. Like, it's not like uh, San Francisco in the Bay Area is not beside L.A. Like, it's, it's a no, little it's bit not. of a trip. It's it's a pain in the ass, and the Sharks aren't an easy team to play on, on the second leg of a back-to-back. No, you're playing heavy teams, man. Kings, Sharks, Ducks. They're he- when I mean by heavy, they're they're hitting teams. They're going to hit you. So once again, that back, that second half of back-to-back nights, you're feeling it. I know, oh, they're professional athletes and all that garbage. Yeah, okay, but they're still feeling it. Their bodies haven't had a chance to recover yet. So I like uh, San Jose tonight as well for that reason. I think uh, I think Nashville might get to a deep start, but once again, it's Sarosin net, not Renee. Sarosin's been okay. Uh, seven and two, two point six seven, nine ten, uh, nine oh nine, goal uh, save percentage. So he's a solid goaltender, but he's not Pekka Renee. Sharks arrested. I like the Sharks tonight. I do too. George Curse. Great George. stuff, George. It's always a pleasure, my man. Uh, always, guys. Always fun to talk about. And like I said, the the best news today. I think Cam said it earlier. He's uh, as James Conner in a couple of leagues. So do I. I have Levy and Bell in one. Now I can say goodbye and use that route to spot on somebody else. So finally, the long national nightmare is over. George Kurtz. Kurtz. Thanks for the time. Take it easy, My George. Pleasure, guys. You have a great evening. We'll hit uh, Le'Veon Bell uh, on the other side here as uh, Le'Veon Bell has uh, held his ground and decided that, you know what, I'm not going to get run to the ground uh, by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Where does Le'Veon Bell end up uh, next year? Now, speaking of football, there's a game tonight. And uh, Cam, you've warned people about the weird collegiate start time, especially in the MAC. Western Michigan at Ball State, six o'clock Eastern kickoff. Yeah, one hour. We'll have to uh, jump in. Yeah, we'll get into this game.